All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 120. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas and joining me tonight, as always, from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? Fred? Yes. What the fuck is a fro gun and why is it sh being shoved in my face? Oh my god. No matter what the fuck I turn on, anywhere. A fro gun? I wish I knew yeah. what that was. Wait, maybe I don't huh. wish I knew what that was. I would guess it's a frozen yogurt gun, but am I right? No, it's wrong? a game. It's a game. It's a game. It's like the hot game that, that I keep seeing everybody oh, playing. Oh shit, it is. It's like some dumb it's an old school platformer with the soul of the N64 era. Oh, yes. well, there you go, right there. Every time I turn something on, fro guns in my face. Wow, I'm so like glad my kid never saw this, and I don't think she would have any interest in it if she did. And from the looks of it, it's um, a downloaded download only game. But the reason I just uh -huh. it's in my face again is because when we start this show, for people who don't know, I have Windows. Uh, that pop up on this computer because uh -huh. I really don't use this Chromebook except for our show and when I'm browsing around. So when I turn on Chrome, it pops like five windows, right? Like Google Hangouts, my Theta, my Theta stuff, right? Nice. Yeah. Which Important I don't really stuff. look at anymore because that shit. It's not going you so just well? gotta walk away. You gotta I, walk I'm away sorry, from that shit for about another year. Yeah, is, 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 yeah, you gotta walk away for another year on that. Okay. Just let it go. Just forget about it. Just let it go. For that. Go we'll, to the casino. We'll instead. come back later. <laughs> yeah. um, that's right. Soon. And then I also have, I always have limited run games and super rare games because I oh, just like okay, to see yeah, what's going on. I there. understand that. Yeah. And limited run has a big fro gun. Ah. Um, fro it's not fro, it's frog. Frog, because it's a frog, frog, gun? frog gun. It might be frog gun. Frog it's gun. F R O G U N, but they don't. Yeah, it's no yeah. frogan. It's frog gun. Anyways, um, it's they have like frogger stuff. Animal... meets. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I've watched. I've seen a quick look. They. I mean, it's some Mario sixty four shit, that. but it's got the isometric view. Yeah. In fact, and, um, it looks like those. You know those fucking crazy Sonic kids. Looks like what they'd play. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know anything about those songs. Am I supposed games? to be playing this? Am I supposed to be playing it? <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm upset. Okay. Because Limited Run Games was put on a Switch edition uh, of Raiden 4 and 5. Yes, you showed me that. I'm sorry I didn't respond to that. And I put it in my cart, the, the um, pre-order. Yes. And waiting for you to respond to it then i was going to ask you if i should be buying this for 35 bucks is oh, this God worth it? it you never got back to me yeah and then the i forgot about no, it during and the I'm show sorry but and now now it's out of my cart it's gone it's not okay. on the screen now okay. pro gun staring at me in the face okay so frog gun is going to be on it's only on steam right now but it's going to be on ps4 ps5 and switch you can pay 35 for any of those and then there are collector's editions for 70 on now, all of them say no to Raiden switch mm -hmm. I can only imagine because of size of screen and probably performance right actually my reasoning is pretty straightforward um, I have Raiden 4 and 5 on um, on PS4 and me that's too. I have Raiden performance I was, so I would assume I you had Raiden it too 5. yeah so I didn't yeah, think yeah, you needed but, it in your life uh, there was once this crazy notion Fred Okay. A while Go back, on. yeah, that 
it, it got squashed pretty quickly when I saw the prices of some of them. Uh-huh. But you know, when I you know I have Raiden Longbox PS One. You do right? yeah. Raiden Project. I have uh, Raiden Trad for my Genesis. Uh, both editions. I have the red red label. Oh, so you've got the strawberry version label. and the standard version. Yeah, I got yeah. the sherbet cover and I got the red, <laughs> the red label. Right. Nice, nice. I used to have the best version, the Jaguar version. I used to have yeah. that, but uh, I found out that the PlayStation version is actually gone. better. But I always liked the mm. Jaguar version myself. Jaguar had the better sound, had the real bass in there. Yeah, Jaguar was apparently the the fans will tell you Jaguar mm. has the. Um, the, the reason why uh, PlayStation is better is it's 60 frames versus 30. But anyway. Uh, when you used to play that in the arcade and you blow up that first tank, the two yes. tanks, they and would make thump. this boom and vibrate the machine. And the uh, Jaguar is the only one that came close, that, that sort of sound. So that was my favorite. Um, and then, you know, up in New Hampshire, I have like Raiden 3, I think, for my PS2. But, yes, um, yes, Raiden 3 and 4 were on PS2. Was there ever a Raiden 2? I don't ever remember seeing a Raiden, Raiden 2. Raiden 2 is on Raiden Project. It's Raiden 1 and 2. It's the arcade games. Okay, yeah. okay gotcha. So, but Raiden 2 um, is rarely on console. You're correct right. on that. Yeah. So I, I got in my head once, I was going to collect every copy of Raiden okay. on different platforms. Just well, to have them. share just to that be like, intent with me, so... Yeah, well, it fizzled all pretty quick when I saw the price of like Raiden Jaguar cartridges and uh, oh, the like. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I sold my Raiden yeah, a like, while yeah. ago to make that money. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. think that's worth it. No. Um, so this was gonna uh, kickstart my collection again. I was gonna get the cool Switch version and be like, oh, this is cool, but uh, it never happened. If you do want to waste your money on stuff, um, waste. It's a harsh, that's a harsh word. <laughs> Sorry. There is uh, Espagaluda, which no. is a uh, bullet hell shmup, um, has the arcade peripheral on limited run games for 40 bucks, And mm. it's basically a way mm. to let your uh, Switch go into Tate mode and have like arcade controls. Like it's a little mini thing for 40 bucks. That's a great way to waste mm. money. I'm kind of mm. thinking about getting that myself. <laughs> I don't even know if you get the game. I don't know that you do. But I like the arcade cabinet thing. <laughs> Espagaluda is okay. Espagaluda. You can buy the Doom Eternal skateboard deck. Right? I know, they have a lot of kooky shit on there. But, um, yeah, anyway. Um, back to the Raiden thing. Like, I get it. Uh, but I'm like, to me, I was like, I already have it. I already have it because mm-hmm. you already had mm-hmm. it and told me to pick it up. It's yeah. great. But those Switch versions are... Yeah, they probably not, not good. I don't know, but they go back and forth. Man, that Frog Unlimited set, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a lot Now that I said it, now that I said it, you're going to see it everywhere. No. Never heard of it, but now that I mentioned it... Well, my cell phone's listening. We both know my cell phone's listening. Yeah. Um, you know, and yet... And yet, I'm looking over here at this limited run games uh, Night Trap Collector's Edition. Did you see that shit? <laughs> I, that's been there for a very long time. Has it? That yeah, does not surprise me. Um, but they've got <laughs> Kelly and Commander Sims action figures in this one, Drees. 
<laughs> do you have those they yet? They the ante. Two, 120 bucks, though. That's a lot of fucking money. You get a printed version of the script. You get Kelly Med and Commander Sims action figures. Mm-hmm. You get the PS5 version. It says in 4K for the first time. Somehow I doubt that's in 4K. Um, and you get the My Life in Gaming uh, documentary on Blu-ray, which they have freely allowed people to download that from um, <laughs> from uh, uh, YouTube and um, and and basically uh, burn it onto a disc themselves if they really yeah. wanted to. But yeah. So, but yeah, fuck. Even Raiden, even Raiden Fighters is fucking fifty bucks. Raiden Fighter Aces, I had that too for three sixty. That thing's worth like, actually, I think that's the one I don't have. Actually, forty bucks. I see this forty bucks. Actually, that's a good price because everybody's selling this thing for like two hundred dollars. I might scoop. I should. I might have to scoop this up. Get online. Might be able to buy a digital version. I don't want to oh, do you version. want the disc that no no that's fair oh yeah oh I have Raiden oh, Legacy Raiden Fighters Legacy on I might have it on Green Man Gaming God. should I buy this should I buy this 40 bucks what is 40 this? bucks Raiden Fighters Raiden yeah it's 40 bucks and, and a lot of people are selling it for like hundreds so yeah, it's just right like it. a disc copy. Like you don't have to reveal where you're getting it from. No, it is. It's eBay. It's on eBay. Okay. No, they're showing the disc. It's in there. Tested. Works. Oh, huh. Shit, you're kind of covered anyway. So, yeah. It just sucks because I had all these things and I don't know what I did with them. I had Raiden oh, Four yeah, see right there. for the 360. I'm not gonna grab it. Don't worry. But I'm looking at it. Um, Someone will. Good thing this goes out a week legit. later after we record it. Yeah, right? Looks like it's the Canadian version. That shouldn't matter. No, made in oh, USA. It is. Uh, uh, uh. From Houston. Hmm. Disc has light scratches. You know what? You get deals like this. Uh, there is uh, no manual. That may be the... I don't know if it had a manual anyways. That's I mean, a lot of 360 games and Xbox One games and stuff, a lot of them stop having manuals. I mean, if you're buying Raiden... You know how to play Raiden. And you get Raiden Fighters, Raiden Fighters 2 and Jet. That's, I didn't know that was three games in one. I don't, I don't remember. It's a weird Raiden because they're kind of like airplanes. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a weird mix of 1918. Is it 1940? Uh, 1940X series. Yeah. Yeah, any of that. It's like a mix of that. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, if you want it in your collection, I'd jump in. <clears throat> What's add this to the watch? Add to watch list. Yeah, maybe they'll give you like a deal. If you add it to the watch <laughs> list and they don't have buyers, they're like, "Here's twenty percent off. Come buy it." Um, I recently took advantage. Uh, there's no story behind this, so I'll just mention it now. Right. But I recently took advantage of something I didn't think was going to sell either. There was a guy who was selling a copy of Fear. You know, f- you you've heard me talk about this a couple times on the show, but Fear and Fear Three. Uh, and Fear 2, for that matter, were all made backward compatible on the Series X. And um, Fear 1 and 3 were not made digital. There was, like, rights issues. So you could bring your disc copy. And uh, those copies are selling for, like, 
Eh, probably 20, 30 bucks a piece. Some dude had like both for nineteen ninety nine, free shipping. Oh. And I grabbed it. And I was expecting it to go south, but no. Showed up, looked fine, discs looked fine, put them in the Xbox, they installed fine. We're fine. Sometimes a deal is just a deal. Sometimes a deal someone just, just wants to clear that shit out and it's just available. And yeah. you know? And oftentimes, if you get fucked, you just return it and eBay backs you up, (laughs) you know? And so, yeah. I say, if you want it, go for it. Sometimes a deal's just a deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Looks like it in this case. But anyway. All right. Well, that was my little... So, Froggen. Froggen. Yeah, that's where that came from somehow. (laughs) But otherwise, in that, Fred. Yeah. uh, It's been... It's been... A boring week, but a frustrating week for me. Oh, no. Boring uh, and frustrating is not good. Uh, I've missed more work oh, no. because of my leg. Really? Okay. So, you have so not from last updated week. on uh, yeah on your yes, leg. No, so I, I haven't. don't know this so, either. Yeah. So when we talked last, last Monday, mm-hmm. right, a jellyfish sting, which was healing, but I also had like somehow – ripped off a bandage with some like you know it was you know I was unwrapping yeah. my leg and there was like a band-aid and it got stuck and it ripped off when I took my bandage off and it ripped off a strip of skin right yeah. and somehow that turned into like a trench in my calf yeah, where it was like good. looked like someone took a melon baller and like even my wife was like it looks like you like someone hit you with like a sword I'm like I don't understand right <laughs> And so I think I sent you a picture last week, like when we were starting mm-hmm. the show. And it was like gnarly, but it was like, okay, whatever. It looked like a um, divot to me. But yeah, yeah. Yes. Because, yeah. And so I was on antibiotics, if you remember, mm-hmm. and all that. And then uh, so I had that. I went back to work. And then by Thursday, same day shit went south the, the, the week before. Also, I was like working, but like I'd get these sharp pains whenever I like went to step. Ooh, that's and I was at work about two hours before it was like a problem, mm-hmm. like getting worse. And I'm like, this is this. My leg is, you know, it's almost like, you know, I was getting worried because, as you know, with infections, you get worried, mm-hmm. especially in your legs, your feet, you know, circulation. And then also like. It was hurting so bad. It was hurting like the bones in my feet. No, these and are all good. You, like, yeah. Uh, no, so, these are not good things, but these are all good intuitions to have for you well, to go. You know, this? infections get into your bones, yes, man. Yes. And then yes, you're done. So yes. I'm like, this ain't good. So I was there from like, <laughs> I was at work from like 8 a.m. And this was around 1030. And I went out to my car and I called the urgent care again. I said, I need to come in. I said, you guys said call you know if uh after a week it's same and i said i think it's worse you know so i limped my way down the urgent care <clears throat> and uh again they seemed uh not to give non-plus <laughs> yeah they're, they're, she keeps touching it yeah i she goes i can see it's red and that it hurts and she just kept touching i'm like that hurts yep that hurts <laughs> I, that hurts I, still I hurts. hurts like the first yeah. time you poked it yep yep same as before <laughs> so they gave me stronger um, antibiotics this time. Uh-huh. 
That was on Thursday. Friday and Saturday, Fred, I had trouble walking. Believe it or not. I believe Um, it. That's not good, though. Whenever I would sit, well, my life would always be like, lay down. You got to lay down. But if I laid down, um, you ever like have your foot fall asleep and then you go to walk on it and there's like a pain? Yeah, it's it's like like that blood rushing back. Needles thing. Yes, but it's like that's what was happening. It was like if I was off of it for a while and I tried to stand up, I couldn't walk. Like, I couldn't put any weight on it. I couldn't yeah. walk. And it's because it's like that cut is is going, like, right across my calf muscle. So, like, anywhere I try to move, it's, like, killing. Uh, it was really uh, it really upsetting me this mm-hmm. weekend because it's, like, such a stupid thing is really derailing me. Um, I can't I even rode the bike a little. I even got back stuff. on the pel. I got on the Peloton for a little bit, Fred. Okay. Which is like, why would you do that? Well, because the skin was so st- stiff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take some like light rides on the bike, get my blood moving. Sure, <laughs> sure. Because, uh, you know, my father died of diabetes when I was in my 20s. Well, and and circulation so I under- is a thing. Yeah, uh, yes. Like- I understand all about circulation to the feet and legs. I mean, he went through all the stories that he had that diabetics go through, you know? So I'm like, yeah, I want to get some blood moving, <laughs> circulating to my legs <laughs> just, instead of just sitting around of, my yeah, foot for the up. the sake of argument, let's do this. Yeah. And uh, But I'm happy to report, Fred, okay. uh, today, mm-hmm. uh not much pain and the redness seemed to be gone today. Good. So I think me and my wife think I'm on the other side because uh, yesterday there was like red around all the way around my ankles, my ankle and stuff. Like, well, it still looked rough, but today I just chilled out. Uh, looks pretty good. I'll show you. Cause I know I like sending you medical pictures, you know, yeah, sure. cause I know you're not a doctor, but just, the fact that you were at a hospital. Well, and I'm not squeamish. I love sitting in the gross room, seeing yeah. the gross room. So this is yeah. this is what it looked like uh, Thursday. So I think you have the the picture from last Sunday. I do. I'm looking so at you it can right compare. now. You can compare. I'm looking at it right now as I wait for. There it is. Okay, that one came quicker. Okay. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Oof. That cut is like rough, man. That is rough, but it looks like it's healing. <laughs> yeah, so today is the, the day that's like, uh, today was a good day today. God like, damn, I was like, though. That just <laughs> looks painful as fuck. It is painful. She goes, she goes, does it hurt? I go, yeah. She goes, it looks like it hurts. I go, thank you. Again, doctor. The, the slight good news is people always <laughs> take solace when it stops hurting. And I'm like, no. <laughs> In many cases, that's the nerves dying, and that's a bad thing. So, yeah. <laughs> in the case of this, I mean, it literally looks like it's healing. Like, so there's that. Good, good, good. So, um, so we got that going for like, me. That's clearly healing. Um, like, especially with that coloration or discoloration, as you'd put it in the right. But, like, yeah. 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 So, um,. Yeah. You know, the good the good thing was uh, my wife encouraged me to sit. She'd yell at me if I wasn't sitting yeah. because it's hard for me uh, sometimes. Really? Um, sitting is yeah, very it's, easy for um, me. 
I believe it or not, if I feel like the stuff I want to get done, I don't like just sitting around. Okay, you know? that I'll give you. Yeah. So, like you know, there's a few things I wanted to get done, but it was like you know I wasn't going to work, which I don't like, right? Because I'm using sick time and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that I rather save. But I guess I mean this was important. I guess right. Um, I would say so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna use sick time, I guess. See, a I bad infection parent- can end in amputation. So yeah, you. That's exactly yeah. what I think you were hinting. Well, at you know what? That's um. Thing. But you know this. This is parent instinct. It's like I want to save my sick time in case my kids need it. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. That like, is actually I, yeah. the first thing you think about. Um, yeah. So it's so like I've never had a kid. Yeah. That is where you go yeah. with that. Is you're always thinking so I, about your sick time for your kid. Yeah. So I I try to tough stuff up, uh, which probably wasn't the best in this situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, it worked out in the end, so I guess you don't have to have learned anything. But I mean, the good thing was I got a lot of uh, gaming, got a lot of time to sit around and just Hell game. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, than that, um, my son had his first football practice. Nice, and and he he loved it. Two hours in the rain, Fred. Five years old in the rain. Yeah, for two that's hours. football. They, that's how it fucking oh, kids, works. For the kids, they loved it. They thought because little kids feel like they're doing something they're not yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. And they get to stay uh-huh. out in the rain. You know what I mean? I love it. And uh, so they were just doing drills and they're doing that shit. Like I like um, the coaches are young guys are like in their twenties. Okay. Um, good dudes. They seem like good dudes that like the kids. You know what I mean? That are mm-hmm. like into like sports for the kids, but not yelling at them. Like they're on the fucking you know, yeah, Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins like, yeah, the yeah, they just, yeah. you can tell they're good with, with kids. And I could tell because they broke the kids up into two groups, right? Cause they had two coaches, two, two or three coaches. They broke them into two groups and they had them just doing drills, like running relays and uh-huh. touching the cones or, or shuffling. But what they did was everything was in two groups and they put the two groups against each other. Right. Right. And you might say, Oh, that's a competition. You know, everybody's even. And it's like, no, little kids want a task. Yeah. No, you know? I think it's great. And uh, boys or girls, that age. Yes. This isn't, you know, it's, a, it's not like, oh, boys. It's, it's not like boys specific. and girls, that age, they want, they want to, do, like, win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, I don't mean win. Like, right. they, they don't want a trophy or a medal. They want to win the other kid they're racing against. Yes, whatever exactly. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch little kids run. All they do is look over their shoulder. That's all they do, whether someone's racing them or not. Yep. They're constantly looking around to see who's who they're winning. Um, I beat that bird. See that bird on the fence? I beat them. It's like, good job, son. <laughs> they don't totally care. Right, like, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. And so every drill they did was sort of like, let's see which which group can win. So you had the kids cheering, and and then and they were just good – Good group of kids, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited. Just flag football at that age, which is uh, good. I'm not too keen on – I'd rather him play baseball than football, but he wants to do it. He, he's excited, so if he's – you know, we'll see how he does. And, uh, you know, yeah. good times, good times. And then, uh, <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, one last thing that cracked me up, uh, you know my wife, right? Not personally, I mean, but you not know, personally, but you've heard, yeah, I know of you've heard the stories. Yeah. Um, she has her fingers in everything, Fred. Oh, right? okay. Everything. So she's a chair coach this year for the littles. 
the same age group as as my son, but she's going to be the head coach, which is perfect for her. She she has the demeanor of a preschool teacher, anyways. There you go. It's like let her do that shit, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. But she's always been on the board of the whatever you would call it, the youth football chair, whatever. She's okay, always on the yeah. board. So I was doing shit, right? Um, so there's this dude, big dude that I work with. He's fairly new. I don't know him. I've just seen him around. And someone came up to me. My friend was like, hey, you know that guy over there? And I was like, no. And they go, yeah, yeah, that guy is in, lives in Norton too. He's always talking about like uh, <clears throat> his kids doing Norton sports. He's always talking about, I think he coaches some teams and stuff in Norton. I was like, huh, I don't recognize him. I said, my wife probably knows him. So I don't know, you know, and then I didn't see the guy forever and then cut to practice. And I see the dude, his son's on my son's team. So I see him. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and uh, I go, so we're leaving. And he, he didn't look approachable. You know, when people don't look approachable. I do. Like he yeah. always was either on the phone looking intense or he was like, just looks miserable. I don't know what his deal was. And I'm like, hmm. So we're walking out. And I just happened to be near him. And so he catches my eye. I go, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I go, post office, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I thought I, uh, yeah, I thought I thought I recognized you. But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, my son's on yeah, son's team. I was like, nice to meet you. What's your name? And shook his hand. I said, oh, yeah, well, I don't see you anymore. And he goes, oh, I'm on the night. They moved me to the night shift. I'm like, cool, cool. And then my wife came up behind and he sort of looked, gave her a look. He's like, oh, hi. And, I'll, and he's like, hi. And then, uh, <clears throat> We potted ways. That was it. Didn't think of nothing. Having dinner, Fred. Okay. And my wife says, uh, my wife goes, so uh, that dude you were talking to earlier, yeah, she goes, uh, how do you know him? Right? <laughs> Suspicious, right? Very intriguing. Uh, and I'm like, I, I'm like, piques the interest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I said, I don't know him. I said, I've seen him at work. And, uh, you know, my boy told me that he uh, does Norton stuff, you know. She goes, yeah, that's, she says full name. Like, she goes, that's so-and-so. And I go, okay, <laughs> good for him. I don't know who that is. And she goes, yeah, that's um, that's that coach that we had the fire last year. And I was on the disciplinary board that had the vote. I'm like, you fucking. That is you're not where I thought that middle. was going. Okay. I'm like, why are you in the middle of fucking everything? How can it be? That every drama-related thing with youth, youth sports, you're in the middle of. Good Lord. Well, actually, he know that him. guy had to um, – that guy chose to go to the game knowing he'd been fired. So I would say – Well, this was, like a, this was like a year ago, I guess, he got fired. <laughs> so he's not allowed to coach anymore, I guess. But his I'm son's surprised on the, he's allowed to go to the to games even well, his son's there. So here, here's what he – this is hilarious. This is why I brought this up because okay. we just talked about yeah. how, like, these are little kids and not Patriot players or anything. Right. So she goes, this guy worked for the Patriots for years. He was oh. in the, the head office. He had something to do with this, the, the equipment shop and all this shit. Okay. Uh, and I guess he made six figures. And she goes, and before he was a coach, he would get a lot of favors for the teams. Like, he'd get us the – be able to play on the Patriots field and have the mascot there. So he had some, he pulled some strings, this nice, guy. He had some, nice. some shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But she goes, so then he become coach of <laughs> like the six and seven year olds. This is where it gets funny. And I go, yeah, she goes, she goes, he brought in color coded playbooks. Yes. Two copies, one for the, the kid, you know, the six year olds. And, and the other and one, one for, for the, the parents, for the parents yeah. to study. That's, that's how you know tone deaf. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she goes, in the first practice, he was screaming at the, the parents and the kids that they didn't know the plays. Right. And he goes, and he tore into the parents that were there saying that they're depriving their kids and neglecting their kids. Oh, I'd love to be there. Of football. Because you're not like teaching your six-year-old. It's like uh, my kids learning to read. Fuck face. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's Let hard alone... to argue with perfection trees. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. You know, bunch of kids with helmets fucking swiveling around their heads still because <laughs> fucking don't fit them. It does. And this guy has yeah, because they're so young. This guy has color-coded playbooks. You know. <laughs> My son's out there playing tug of war with his flag belt with the I other would, kids. I would have assumed that would go over like a fart in church. <laughs> well, she's telling me this, and I'm like, what, what were these, like the, the 13-year-olds or 12-year-olds? She goes, no. She goes, no. Devin's age. It's, these were the, the these six were and the five, six-year-olds. Six yeah. She goes, she, and he's screaming at the kids that they didn't, they didn't prepare. So she goes, yeah, we we had to we had to vote him out, yeah. fire him as a coach. I'm like, I guess so. I go, does he know you were on the board? She goes, no, no, no one knows who's on the board. But okay. uh, she goes, when he saw my face, so I go, yeah, he sort of stopped at his tracks. I think he was having a hard time connecting us. You know what I mean? I'm a guy from work, and then here's a woman that's like involved with all this shit, and then like we're together. I think it like stunned him. Yeah, but uh, I love so um, I said to her, I go, well, I have no problem with the guy. But knowing his demeanor, because he, he is not that approachable, and knowing um, what he did as a coach for his short <laughs> week as a coach, <laughs> I said, uh, if he's going to be a parent at the games, he he just better he better know that my my son's check. name yeah. better stay out of his fucking his vicinity of his mouth. <laughs> You know, I won't be someone having. I won't have be someone having incidents on the field in front of the kids. Hell uh, no! But I work yeah. with this guy, so uh, yeah. He'll know you quickly. Can have a that's, conversation with him offline. Yeah, yeah. He'll know quickly that that shit ain't gonna fly. <laughs> hey Troy, so, you want to come back to the corner yeah. over here? Yeah, easy there, Brady. He's um. <laughs> I guess he doesn't work. But the other funny thing was my wife was like, she was. Let me ask you, how long has he been working at the post office? She thought he had been full of shit. Like he's been oh, working at the post yeah. office this whole time and he's been telling people. I go, no. I go, he's he's new. He's new. So he came from there. So I was talking to someone at work and said, they said, yeah, his Robert Kraft, who owns the Pats, um, outsourced his job, his whole office. Because wow. his office was next to Robert Kraft's, I guess. And he made like a lot of money. Yeah, it sounds and, uh, like it. Six figures, and then Sounds he like says, uh, up. "And then uh, she goes, yeah, he outsourced his job, so he hates Robert Kraft. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it looks like he hates everything from the look of it, including six-year-old kids fucking yelling at him. No, but, he loves uh, them as long as they're in line. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I I said to her, I go, hey, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's... Eh. Everyone's know. entitled we'll to their wrong opinion. That's right. <laughs> but that was funny. This is where I'm involved in people. Between cheerleading and... I can't escape it. I'm like... It's like my wife. I'm like, can you get your fingers out of every cookie jar? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no, but but I do. Like, I, I know what you're saying. I, I can't relate... Um, but Ugh. I can't go to the movies on a Monday without someone from my wife's inner circle finding me. So I've talked about that on the show. So, I mean, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Um, anyways, man, that's, that, that was my week has just been recovery, man, recovery. And I'm still in it, you know, but things are looking uh, good. I like that. Things are so. looking up. No, that's right. Uh, about, uh so Fred. <laughs> let's see um yeah my week was relatively boring uh let's see oh you know you know i've been always struggling with my fucking knee uh haven't had a problem in over in roughly a year woke up tuesday morning right after we did our show and mm-hmm. uh my knee i was favoring one of them it was the right knee usually it's the left that i have problems with so i was like great um but i put the compress on it didn't do anything stupid and within a few days, pain went away. Went to the gym today. Did my three and a half miles. No problems. Nice. So, yeah, that's good. It's good to know. <laughs> it's touch and go, but it's good to know. Um, being old is fun. Uh, trying to think. <laughs> next like week's going to be a doozy, me. so I'll talk about next week's events next week. This week, though, there wasn't too much going on. Um uh, I'm trying to think. God, did I do anything? A friend of mine had her birthday party, so we had her come over, did some karaoke stuff, um, mm. some hangout stuff. But yeah, I don't think we did shit, Trees. I don't think I did shit. I'm trying to think. <laughs> like, it's always really, fun. like, yeah, I don't think I've done anything. Um, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll mention this. So, um, so I, I applied a while ago for a job and, um, I was curious to see how it'd go. Um, and it's one of those things where it puts things into perspective, right? Like you're like, well, maybe my job's not quite what it should be. And then you see how other jobs are. My wife learned this recently (laughs) and you're like, oh fuck, actually maybe I've got Mm -hmm. it better than I think I do. Yeah, um, so I've like been, that. but I want to, they, they won't tell me how much it pays until I get to the end of the whole thing. Right. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. let's ride this wave. Let's see where this goes. I'm just curious. Right. I'm curious what the job is. It's jobs in my field are kind of nondescript. So I was like, I'm curious to right. see the specifics and I'm curious to see this and that. But they said before I could do that, I had to take a proficiency test and it was <laughs> interesting. So on Saturday I went into this thing thinking it was going to be like a test on, you know, the job functions as they described them to me. And I was wrong. This was, this was like a cognitive learning test. Like Mm. they teach you a new programming language in 20 steps and ask you a question at the end of each step. But by question 20, they are asking you all 20 rules stacked onto each other as part of the step. And then they asked me a lot of like um, political theory they basically would do like a bunch of like um 
statements that were about like fiscal policy. And then at the end, I'd have to decide which of these five bullshit statements. And again, the test wasn't bullshit, but the statements were kind of bullshit. But I had to pick which one made the most sense based off of the facts that were given. And then there was another one that was a logic puzzle where it does stuff like an easy version of this is everyone who lives on Elm Street is in a greenhouse. Um, Everyone who's in a greenhouse rents. The Robinsons have a red house. The Robinsons live on on Elm Street. Is this definitely true? Probably true. Who knows? Most likely untrue or most likely or definitely untrue. Those are what I call logic puzzles. So I did a bunch of those. And then the last ones were just like hardcore math stuff where it was like you make X amount a year. Your income increases 10% every year. But every other year, it also decreases by 5%. What is your income in five years? And there's no calculators. It's just like quick pen and paper. Um, right. So, yeah, if you've ever uh, applied for a job and had to do something like that, like that's my world. Um, hmm. Making us jump through hoops of fucking fire to decide if we even want to work for your company. Um, uh-huh. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I kind of, I won't lie. I kind of dug the challenge. I was like, all right, let's fucking do this. But I'm not looking to leave, right? Like, if I was desperate to leave, that would have really hurt my self-esteem. I would have been like, fuck. But because I'm like, ah, I probably won't take this job, but let's see where it goes. Like, I'm interested. But right. shit's gotten, like, out of... It, it seemed a little ludicrous. Like, my wife was like, wait, wait, really? She goes, have you done interviews yet? And I said, well, I met with the manager of the department for 20 minutes. But no, no, the interviews are after this proficiency exam so if i can jump through all their hoops then i get to start the grueling process of convincing them to hire me (laughs) only to get the number and go i'm good (laughs) which is most likely what will happen but but i did go through that um but yeah all in all it was uh it was just chill um i'm trying to think my wife and i have been watching some stuff i guess i'll talk about that should i talk about Stuff we've been watching real quick right now instead of with games. Sure, Probably don't want to drag it out. Anyway, so there's been a couple of things I've watched, and Trees, this is going to reveal a lot about me as a person. Um, We're going to get a little personal here, and I'm okay with that. Um, So the first thing we watched was on Netflix. There's a uh, documentary called Trainwrecked. Have you seen this? Uh, It's the uh, story of Lollapalooza. Or no, Woodstock. I've seen the, yes, Woodstock. Yeah, I I mean, I've seen the... The, the thing on, I, I didn't watch it. I seen okay. it, yes, on the, yes. So, so I watched it. It's three episodes. They're roughly an hour piece. And um, at first I was like, wait, wait, this doesn't make any sense. I thought Woodstock was awesome. And then they, they pointed out early in the show. I think they knew this would happen. They were like, Woodstock 94 happened and it had the mud and it was a big success. Yes. And it, it was seen by and large as like the 90s version of Woodstock, right? The counterculture version of mm-hmm. Woodstock. And I was like, oh, that's what I have the like triple disc of. If you remember, they mm-hmm. released like a disc of the live performances and stuff. It was like a three disc collection. And I was like, oh yeah, Woodstock 94 was dope. Wait, there was a Woodstock 99? Like, I just completely forgot there was one. Um, And it was a shit show. (laughs) To put it loosely, it was a shit show. Um, 
So we watched that and we watched kind of like, so one of the things that, that struck me and I'm kind of curious of your thoughts. So like you're into music, right? Like you and I talk about this plenty. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would say you're passionate about music, but I'm sure you are in some, not, not like I used to be, not like I used to be, but like in the, but, like in the nineties, yes. like you were hip to the scene. Like you knew what was yes, playing. I on was, radio. Yeah, I was um, out. Yeah. I mean, I was out and about the clubs and stuff. So. Well, there you go. You, well, yeah, actually I've seen a lot of shows yeah. when I was young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there was a couple of things that I took personal offense to. So the first thing was the headliners or the main offenders, shall we say, of basically, if people don't know it, I'll spin it for you quick. You should watch the documentary. But basically, Woodstock 99, they charge 150 bucks for people to be in like a, a military bunker for mm. not a military bunker, a military tarmac, airbase tarmac for three days. And they price gouged everybody and they didn't have proper facilities and they didn't have proper security. So people quickly learned that they were fenced in and could do whatever they wanted to down to rioting, lighting fires, beating people up, raping people like the worst of the worst. It was completely unpoliced um, behaviors. And um, the promoters didn't feel like they had any responsibility to it. The, the organizers and promoters. And so what they do by and large is scapegoat the uh, heavy hitting bands to blame them. And the three biggest mm. bands that are blamed for the horrible things that happen at Woodstock 99 are um, night one is corn. Corn goes on at 10 p.m. No, sorry, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then Bush goes on, and Gavin Rossdale apparently chills the fucking crowd out. Now, he went out shirtless, so that chills me out. But, mm-hmm. like, like I get it. Like, Corn was huge back then, right? And, like, they were like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, he's crazy. John Davis comes out, and he goes, are you ready? And I was like, that is what, That's he, what he did does. at every fucking Corn like- concert that ever happened. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then night two, my boy. I love him. Fred Durst. Limp Biscuit went on at 6 p.m. And they fucking went crazy. And they told him not to do break stuff. And they did break stuff. Yeah, like, and people broke stuff. Um, was that the year that they, 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 he did that and they started burning everything? Yes. Yes, that was that. Oh, I yeah. thought that was at the first Woodstock. Nope, that was, yeah. the, that was the second one. That was 99. Okay. I remember that. Yep. I remember that he was, got in trouble for doing that well, shit. Well, and the fires don't break out till the following day, which is even funnier, right? Because he doesn't, he's not responsible for, well, first of all, the bands aren't responsible for any of this. Fuck them. Like, or fuck the promoters is what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. when the bands are told to do something, the fact that they gave the promoters the finger and did whatever they wanted to is what a band is supposed to do. Fuck you. Like, mm. I'm not going to listen to that shit. Do you think Rage Against the Machine... It was funny. Certain bands were completely missing. Do you think Rage Against the Machine listened to a fucking thing the promoter said? No, they did not. And oddly, Rage Against the Machine is not in this documentary, although they played. Metallica, same boat. In the, in the concert, not in this documentary. Why? Doesn't help the narrative, right? These bands were like, we don't want to talk to you. We did what we did. It's not our responsibility fuck you, this is this. But they they did this documentary, which I think was well done, but to mildly criticize it, they blame Limp Bizkit for a large portion of this. And no, that's, that's bullshit. Um, 
a lot of the alleged sexual assaults and horrible things that happened where like girls were like blitzed out of their minds. There was a story that was told there was a rave hanger that started at midnight when the band stopped playing. There was a rave hanger from midnight till 4 a.m. I think it was every night where they did a four hour rave and they brought in like Fatboy Slim and, you know, like like those rave acts. And um, there's a story told from the Saturday Night Show where a guy walked in and he just saw girls naked lined up just out of their minds. Their eyes were rolling in the back of their heads, just standing there with their hands up against the wall. And there was just a line of dudes just running a train. Like, like there was just horrible things that happened there. Um, but, um, but yeah, Fred Durst got attacked because he encouraged energy is I guess the best way I would say it, right? He just did the hype shit you do at a show, and he was hype. There's fucking quarter of a million people that bought tickets to that. Like, if a quarter of a million people are watching you perform, like, I don't care what people say. Like, I've performed for, like, 800 people when I did, like, theater, and it was amazing. And I wasn't doing fucking, you know, rock band shit. Like, that would have been amazing, right? Like, mm. I don't blame him. And then Red Hot Chili Peppers were surprisingly held accountable, and they were the last act on night three. And right after that is when the riots and the fires happened. Um, and they sent them back out there. I guess the promoters went up and went to Anthony Kiedis, lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers, and said, go out there and tell them to stop. And he goes, they're not going to listen to me. And they're like, why not? You're a rock band. And he goes, yeah. And I tell them not to listen to people like me. They should do exactly what I said. They shouldn't listen to me. I'm not going to tell them not to do it. And they're like, fuck you. Go out there. We'll give you an encore. Go out there. Do your encore and tell them not to do it. And so they did like um, Fire um, by uh, Jimi Hendrix. They came out and did that. Mm. And they did a bunch of like stuff like that, right? Like anti-establishment shit. And they were like, no, fucking burn it to the ground. And that's exactly what they did. Um so it was an interesting documentary. It was really tragic what happened, but I think it was an eye-opening experience of the problem was not the bands. Limp Biscuits still around, right? Like Corn is still around. Um, Family Values continued to tour well after 1999, and they didn't have these problems. This is a problem of the circumstances you create when you don't take responsibility mm. for what you do to people, right? Like, and I that is totally my feel on it. Um, and this documentary is a perfect example of the horrible things that happen. There were also people who shouldn't have done okay. There was a girl who was talking. She was like older now, but she was 14 when she went. And she goes, I was 14 and I was underage drinking and I was doing drugs and I should have been in trouble. And I did not run into the most dangerous stuff. But anytime I saw a circumstance where I was like, I probably shouldn't go over there. That could be a bad situation for me. I didn't do it. And she made it to the end, right? Like she made it to the end unscathed. She was never assaulted, attacked, felt threatened or anything like that. And they asked her when she was 14, like, if you had it to do it over again, would you do it? Or if you could go again, would you go again? She goes, fuck yeah. Right? Like, that's the point was like there were some bad things that happened. This was completely mismanaged. But at the end of the day, people going to see bands are people going to see bands, right? Like, and, and that's just a dope experience. Um, so I kind of dug like the angles they put to the whole thing. But if you get a chance, I recommend it. Um, it has a mild condemnation of rock bands. It has a mild condemnation of capitalism, which if you're liberal in this country right now, you're going to attack capitalism. It's just natural. Um, and it does have a natural attack on the dude bro culture of the late 90s, which, I mean, you tell me, like, 
that was absolutely a thing. No. Right? Like, I'm not saying it's not anymore, but like in the 90s, late 90s, like, you, right? Like the the way we talked and acted, especially as males, was... I'm, I'm not even like condemning the behavior or like condemning or condoning. Like I'm not, I'm not saying one way or the other, but the mm. things we said and the things we did, like it was yeah. very alpha male focused. Like it just was, um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't so alpha male in the nineties, but neither was I, I know it, for the record, I know but it saying. was there. <laughs> it was there though. Right. Like what I don't like is where people are like, and limp biscuit helped push that oh fuck you kid rock helped push well, that oh fuck you i don't think so i think yeah, all no boys always acted like that no but i guess what i mean to say is like guys like calling girls sluts right like uh, every way seth green talks in can't hardly wait you know what i mean mm-hmm. like calling someone a fag or like you know saying you know people suck or girls are sluts and stuff like that. Like that was very commonplace. Don't get me wrong. We could do a micro dissection of females in the late nineties and we would probably come away with some pretty egregious stuff as well. It's just neither you nor I were females in the nineties. So I can't speak to it, but right. Like it was just a time period. And what I, what I definitely get frustrated with is people who want to pretend that didn't happen or like erase it. If you don't acknowledge it happened and you don't watch it happen, then you don't learn from it. So that's stupid too. It happened. Let it be. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. But I digress. Um, anyway, it's it's worth seeing though. Um, it, it looked like a dope show. Did you, did you ever have any... Like you were up in the East Coast. Did you have any anticipations or interest in uh, going nope. to that Woodstock show? Nope. Look like <laughs> okay. a sh- look like a fucking shit show back then. You know. Well, and that's kind of my <clears throat> point. It's like you can't say you went to that show and didn't know mm-hmm. that was going to happen or something like that was going to happen, right? Like, well, I mean, it was it's very like, obvious. Um, I mean, yo, know, you have like Lollapalooza, right? Yeah, and then you had like what was it, the the little fair you had these ones yes. that were like yeah. made from scratch yep i went to Lollapalooza uh, 96 right? to where when they announced they were doing woodstock to me that was just like lame it yeah because actually yeah. the people that went right no offense if you're a person who went the people that went already had this weird expectation that they were going to try to make it like the original Woodstock. That's why he had all the mud and not like it was dumb. Well, there was no mud in the second Woodstock. It was all dry, but but 94. Yeah. 94, I think actually was a little more pure, but yes, it was to borrow a term from the nineties. It was a bunch of fucking posers. And I don't think it was pure at all. I think it was a bunch of people behaving how they thought. I mean, it was more like, it was brought together and organic, but it was made by promoters for money. Mm-hmm. I think the reason it was quote unquote pure was because people figured out how to break their way in. Right. So a bunch of people got into Woodstock for free. Mm-hmm. And I know promoters are like, that was bad. That was bad for the music industry. Man, fuck you. Like that was good for everyone. Like, fuck you. Like if you're going to throw on a show, people are going to try to get in for free. That's the way it works. Get the fuck I just, 
Yeah, I don't know anything about the, the the back dealings of it. I'm just saying, when people went, mm-hmm. they had an expectation on how they were going to act before they even got there. Absolutely, because it's Woodstock, man. We're going to be like Woodstock. That's why they were doing all that nonsense. And mm-hmm. I was like, sliding around shit mud. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know I mean? You're not wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah. Like, anyway, no, we I, watch- I never thought nothing of it. We I like the Fire Fair documentary better. Oh, the Fire Festival? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that, was yeah, that Hulu documentary on the Fire Festival yeah. is well yeah, worth watching as you show. watch just a bunch of like spoiled, entitled, rich white kids get going down fucked. in flames. Yeah, it was great. It was just watching them all go down. But anyway, um, the only other thing that happened was uh, all right, you ready for this, Trees? I'm going to get a little sentimental on you. Uh, watched uh, the 4K, um, got a 4K copy of Dirty Dancing. You know that movie? I remember Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah. So my mom was a big fan of Dirty Dancing, probably a big fan of Patrick Swayze, if I were to guess. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so I wanted to watch Dirty Dancing today. My daughter was bored at the time. She was like, oh, I'll come down and watch it with you. I was like, okay. I was like, you need to know. It's a love story. She goes, oh, okay. I was like, takes place in the 50s. I think it was actually 63. But like, it takes place in the 50s, 60s. She was okay. So she sat down and watched it. She watched it for about an hour. She hung in there pretty good, right? Right before the sex scene, so I didn't have to explain anything. Um, but uh, goddamn, I love that movie. I'm I'm not too proud to say it. That that's a that's a good cheesy '80s love story, and I'm down with it. I remember not even finding Jennifer Grey that attractive, and like mm-hmm. now I think like. It's great to just watch her kind of come into her own. Mildly progressive, like not to put too fine a point on it, but they they dabble in some progression in that in that movie, and and put it on display. Um, but yeah, I really dug that movie. Like I I I was moved by that movie more than I expected to be um, earlier yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, ah. I really like that film. Not too proud to say. There you go. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't watch Dirty Dancing. All I really watched was, uh, you know, when I was I had Netflix on this week. All I watched was Dino Trucks with uh, mm. with my son. He's back on the Dino Trucks. Not kick. gonna lie, it looked good. I I saw it while I was browsing. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if people don't know, it's a CG cartoon, of course, with uh, dinosaurs. And that trucks are, uh, that are trucks. They <laughs> yeah. are trucks. They, they but they live in yeah. prehist. They live in prehistoric times. I'm totally fascinated by the world because you know they just made it like there is no backstory. They're just like, hey man, <laughs> the, 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 it's a kid show. But in your mind, you're like, what's going on here? Yes, because it's you know it's, it's prehistoric times. <laughs> but yet these are trucks. They yeah. leak oil and shit. You know, there's a big T-Rex. My son has a toy T-Rex. that's tied the Tie and he's like a big um, what do you call those? It has like the ball on the tail. He swings it. Uh, oh, um, <clears throat> anyways, that's what he is. He's like a T Rex, but he has the ball on his tail. Like a crane, and then um, there's yeah, yeah, maybe he's just like a crane. And then there's like a, um, no, there is a crane that's like a brontosaurus, right? Oh, a long okay. neck, and she shoots to hook out her mouth. And there's like a bulldozer that's a triceratops, right? Makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Yo, what's that? What's that dinosaur that has the spikes on the back? It looks like a it's big a armadillo. It's sort of one of those, but he's like a garbage truck. Anyways, <laughs> uh, and then they have little helpers, right? You're making me called. Want to see um, show. 
Reptools. Nice. So they look like, like geckos, that. but they have like a, like a screwdriver for a nose. And then the spikes going down the back, they're all the different attachments. It's genius. It's genius. Yeah, and if, um, you're, if you're listening to the show right now and you're not Googling it, you're doing yourself oh, a yeah, disservice. It's great. And for the record, and it's, if it's you're a looking cool it show. Up, if we haven't mentioned it yet, it's Dino Trucks, T-R-U-X, which is my favorite part about this. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. And uh, me and my son, he's, you know, we, there's only like three seasons or something. I don't know how many seasons on Netflix, but they're, they're from like 2017 or 18 or something. But uh, <laughs> we. DreamWorks did it. Yeah. 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 He watched it when uh, he was younger. And then uh, for some reason he got back on it. And then uh, they re, you know, when they, you know, when they try to like rejuvenate the show after like two seasons. <laughs> yeah. So they have like Donald Trucks like energized oh. and they found some new power source. Uh-huh. And when they eat it, they glow blue, like from all their vents and shit. They get energized. Uh, okay. It's like Nas. But, um, but anyways, I'm just like, where, where do these guys come from? Because they're all, you know, they have stickers on them. Like dangerous stickers, yeah, like saw, do not. Yeah. And what's going on here? It's like it's like the cars world, right? Yeah. Where there's like the, everything's made for it, made by cars, but yet there's human-sized buildings and shit. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, what's going on here? <laughs> what is going on here? The Same lore with Donald is trucks. fascinating. Yes. Who built? Like, did people build these and they took over and now there's no people and it looks like prehistoric times? What's going on? Just is this some some like sentient like advanced AI? You know what I mean? Construction tools. I don't know. Dino trucks. Oh no! I'm looking at the season so, two Raptors. You know, so you can watch, you can watch documentaries about about crappy music festivals and you know. No, I think you made the about choice. Dude, I think I want you know, to watch Dino trucks. Yeah. Wax poetic about dude bros in the '90s, but I'm watching some Dino trucks. All right. Yeah, like we even got them. Uh, like I said, we we found a toy on on Amazon because it's like these weird yeah. things that aren't mainstream. It's tough to find toys, but they do make them. So he he does have a cool Tyler T Rex toy that you know, you know, and uh, he also has a Christmas ornament. We were in some weird like farm. You know, you go to like a farm for like a Christmas tree thing, and they have like cider and like all types of shit, and um. They had like all these Christmas ornaments you could buy, and they had one of the Rex, the Reptool tools as an ornament. Huh? And we're like, what are the chances? Like, where did that come from? So <laughs> he has one of those. I forget That's his awesome. name, Ratchet. It's probably Ratchet, something dumb like that. But uh, uh, actually, I was just looking. Yeah, is it the uh, little like? He's like the main one. He's yep. the one that hangs yep. hangs around him. Revit. Revit. Yeah, Revit, and then there's uh, another one that its face looks like a wrench. It's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> it's on. pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I sort of yeah no, when you when you see him in action, a... it's it's pretty impressive. I don't have a name <sighs> for you yet, but yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know that names, but pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. All right, well, let's if you're that's, cool with it, let's do the dangerous yeah, thing and a, switch gears to games. Oh, the games. Yeah, G-A-M-E-Z, baby. I love games. I play them occasionally. 
Um, Such as? <laughs> well, I had a lot of downtime, as you know, this week. I heard. Um, yeah. So I dabbled as I always dabble, right? Mm-hmm. Fall Guys. Played some Fall Guys. Um, <clears throat> continue to play that. Um, me and my son been playing a lot of Dungeons again. Um, you know, that's a solid game if you have, like, a partner to play with, like a kid or, or somebody. It's like a solid, never-ending game. Oh, yeah, we played <laughs> you know what I mean? a lot like, of that game. You could just person. replay yeah. levels, and then once you kill everything, you can, like, go up, like, a level and get all new stuff. Or, yeah, or, like, now they have a season pass, so shit gets refreshed, like, mm. daily quests. You, there's always daily, like, three daily quests and weekly quests. So there's always shit. I didn't know do. that, but that explains why my daughter started playing it solo. Yeah, you have a season pass now. And it's it's kind of like a mobile game. It's like you have two lines, right? The top line is the free scrub ones that you unlock. <laughs> yeah. But if you pay, you get both. The bottom line is full of the there good you stuff. Go. You know? <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you play any mobile games, that's how they all work. Yeah. Right? That's um, true. But they've added um, a game that I got to be honest with. I got a little addicted to in Dungeons. Um, oh. Yeah, they added a tower mode. Now, when I say added, I mean I just noticed it. <laughs> when I say it. so, like it, it came out last been there week from day one. Yes, this could have been there for like two years. But um, you know, sometimes we turn it on, and, and you have like an encampment, right? Where like your hub, where you like have all your vendors, and then you have the map. So you you go, then you gear up, and then you you know, sell your stuff and do all the shit. Then you pick where you want to go and you go. But once in a while, that changes around. Cause they update it and you're like, Oh, what's this? This is new. Oh, what's this? And, and you know, down below they have like a, the Eld, is it elder world. Do you know Minecraft? I, I should know Enderworld? more cause I'm always playing Enderworld. Yeah. So you go down below and you can like sacrifice weapons. Um, yes, I'm familiar with that. Enter like the Enderworld and you, instead of money, you get like gold bars and then you can like pay the pig vendor gold bars with yep. special like yep. gold equipment and shit we've been doing that right and and but then we noticed this tower and i'm like what's this tower and it's um <clears throat> i think it's it's single player and it's a 30 level tower 30 floor tower and i think it changes every 30 days or something 10 days maybe okay and it's just like you think it is you start on the first floor and you and you got to clear levels go up the floor and but the hook of it is you don't use your guy right you get a random dude and with generic stuff right you have no like, no um, artifacts yeah. yeah you have no artifacts you just have armor a sword and, and i think a bone arrow um and you go on the first floor and you clear it and then when you go through the door it opens the door you get to pick one thing to bring with you to the next stage and they give you a choice of like six things, and they're not—they're all random, right? They're like right. some are weapons, armors, artifacts, whatever, or uh, upgrade point. What are those called? Um, in, uh, shit, um, enchantment? No, fuck them. It's my, been a I'm blanking. Times since I've played. Dungeons, yeah, you but can I know the points you're talking about. You get these points, and every weapon has like slots that you can upgrade right. to yeah. make it do different shit. Um, <clears throat> or you can stockpile those and they give you one point for every floor. 
So in between mm-hmm. floors, you can put them into the, the weapons you get. Um, and then when you replace a weapon, it gives you the points back, right? <laughs> um, and obviously, it gets harder every floor. And then every 10th floor, I think there's a boss, right? And um, yeah, I kind of don't... I've made it to the 11th floor. I think that's as far as I've gotten. Huh. Um but it's and you get two tries, I think, two deaths okay. before they kick you out. And um, but it's weird, right? Because I I I think every ten floors when you beat the boss, I think if I die now, maybe I get something when I leave. I think the first until you get to the first boss, I don't think if you die, you just die and they kick you out. Okay. But I think maybe every ten floors you earn something that you can keep permanently. That makes sense. I haven't, re- I haven't looked into it, but it's kind of very addicting. Uh, every floor to sort of like look at what you got. It is it worth it? Just you know, don't upgrade this weapon just because this has a higher number. Maybe I'll get that enchantment slot because it's actually more powerful to upgrade this. And right, you know, my guy is equipped right now. He has an upgraded iron golem that I can summon. Huh. And then I have an arrow, like a, a bow and arrow set that I upgraded that shoots two arrows that the second one explodes. Nice. Yeah, right? I had and then like, I, yeah, build. And then I have a charm that makes three of the enemies fall in love with me and fight for me. <laughs> so I get all that shit rocking on it. a floor and I'm fucking crushing. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I've I've been believe it or not I've been enjoying dungeons on my own just because of that. There's like a towel mode, and I don't know what you earn from it. It's just kind of fun to see, right? It's like a poor man's Returnal. It's like what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, you enjoy the satisfaction of playing the game. It's amazing. Um, so we've been doing that, um, and then um, me and my son played some uh, <clears throat> some Good. power washer simulator. There you go. We finally turned it on this week. We didn't play a lot of it. Um, my wife refused to look at it. Um, <laughs> I gave my, my, we have a power washer at home and my wife got addicted to cleaning our deck one year. Oh, our wooden deck. And she's yeah. just like, she loved it. <clears throat> just cleaning it. And, uh, the front walkway, the concrete. So I showed her this game. She's like, oh my God. She's watching him do like a van. I think the first thing they give you is like a yeah. van to practice on. <laughs> and then the second level was like someone's shitty backyard. It's all dirty. And it was all like stone walkways and bricks and like a wooden fence. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, honey, check this out. Check this out. Check, check that wood. It's cleaning the wood. I'm like, look at the look at the grain. You can see the grain. <laughs> She's like, I'm going upstairs. I'm not looking. She goes, I have stuff I have to do today. Uh-huh. I'm not looking at that. Because she will. That's that's something she might right. You're she like, might yeah, get hooked on. You gotta come um, look at this so that we can discuss what we're gonna do next. Uh, I don't know what I'm asking you, but have you tried Power Washing Simulator? I have not, but I am definitely familiar with it. Um, it is well done. I have heard that. So here's what, here's what I feel about it, because it's published by Square Enix. That's mm-hmm. sneaky. I see it in there, though. I see the little <laughs> logo in the corner. Um I feel car mechanic simulator, right? Lawn mowing simulator, even house flipper, right? Mm-hmm. 
I feel they're these scrappy little companies with people with this weird passion. And they might not have all the resources to make it happen, but they're doing that. They're, they're putting their heart into that shit. And that's, right. and it shows. Yeah. And, and because of that, you know, it's like not everything looks great. Some shit's glitchy. I feel power washing simulator is no accident. I feel somebody surveyed all these other simulator games and was like, hmm, I think there's something here. Oh, there's yeah. money to be made because oh, yeah. it's a pretty slick. There's no jank to it, really, right? There's no like jank like the other games. And it's pretty gamified, mm-hmm. right? So the other games aren't gamified, right? You just fucking play them. You know what I mean? You like do shit. Yes, I've um, I've heard that that's what makes Power Wash Simulator kind of stand. Yeah. Out. So, but Power Washing Simulator, like, you know, when you wash sections, like they flash and kaching, you know, when you finish them. It's you know, so gamified, it's like, yeah, you're like woo endorphins. Just clean that mirror. You know what I'm saying? You yes, got that room. Um, and there's nothing difficult about it, obviously. Whereas some of the other ones, well, you know, like you've tried Comic Can Simulator. It's a learning curves, you know? Yes, um, there's some assumptions being made. <laughs> yeah. Power Washing Simulator, no assumptions. They're like, hey, go, <laughs> moron. Like, fucking, <laughs> my son picked up and he was loving it. Uh, they give you like the different colored nozzles, just like if you have a if you have a power wash, power washer in your home. Uh, different strengths, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, my son likes the red one, which is the pin needle one, right? The I one where you that, can like yeah. drill a hole in your deck if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> with wood, it's totally with true. The by the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you chip away. Yeah, you, you think you're cleaning your deck, and you're like, oh, I'm just taking the paint off. Fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and you basically, and what's funny is, uh, you know, you do can jump and crawl and shit. It's all first person. Um, and you earn money for everything you clean. So, like, you get this van, and it's like, you know, you finish a window, and it's like, ka you got $2 for that, and you clean the whole van. And they make it very simple. So you can click a button, and it will keep the water on, so you never even have to pull the trigger. You can push the other way and it'll show you any parts that are dirty still. So there's no real guesswork of like, Oh, what I miss, you know, cause we didn't know that. And there was a little part. Uh, we didn't know you could lay on the ground <laughs> so you could like <laughs> fucking modern warfare style, just lay all the right. way on the ground and Go fucking shoot up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was under the bumper and we, we didn't see it. <laughs> um, then later on the tip popped up that you push aside and you can see all the dirt. So we're like, fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then what I really like, this is what I like, is they like super meat boyed it, right? Like, so you fucking finish it. And then it shows like, you know, it was like security cam footage. It shows like your dude in a, in speed lapse time, like doing what you did, like cleaning the van. Mm-hmm. It shows you wh- what you did. It's pretty funny. And you're in this blue, like hazmat suit. Yeah, I don't know if I you've always, seen the trailer, but they're all in these like no, stylized I've seen that, hazmat no, I always suits. Found that very amusing. Yes, and uh, there's equipment screen, so I'm assuming you can upgrade your gloves and change the color of your costumes. And I, I have not tried the online mode, 
but there is an online mode. Can join other people to power wash, Fred. Yeah. Do you have a feel for whether that's PvP or PVE? Um, it looks like up to four people can join together. And do you mean like a race against other people or right? Is it is it together? like you fighting the computer as a group? Is it co-op versus competitive? Is basically what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I don't know. But I do. It would be fun to get together right. with headphones on with some randoms and go. Okay, fellas, how you want to attack this Ferris wheel? <laughs> Who's I got left? You know, you know make yeah. a plan. Make a plan, but I and I and from the popularity of this game, um, I bet you can find people to play with easily. Um, you know, not like back in the day when I couldn't find a match for my deadliest catch game. I really wanted to crab, crab with other people, and uh, there was no one in the ocean for me to crab with. That's sad. But I'm assuming, <clears throat> I'm assuming there's probably plenty of people to play Power Washing Simulator with. I hope so. You know, uh, but I would um, say yes. It's quite the phenomenon right now. Like it is. It's not it is. just like it might be a passing fad, but it's not a passing fad right now. Like it's. It, that's why I'm looking at the brother. I'm looking at my 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 lower tier brethren simulated games, and I feel uh-huh. I can't help feel a little bad for him that Square Enix swooped in here, and you know. You got the big sim behind the back and fucking jump to the front of the line. <laughs> yeah. But listen, seems fun. Seems addictive. Uh, you know, again, I can't help but feel all these sim games need to merge and make one mother of all sims. Uh, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. Um, then moving on to my last thing, really. Mm-hmm. Ah, take a sip. Uh, oh, my uh, PlayStation VR adapter came in, by the way. I forgot oh, to mention that yeah. last week. They said, you know, I went to the support, like a photo link. And sure enough, you just put in the serial number of your your box and your fucking, you know, your login and all the, your address and all that. And they said, we'll contact you with an update. They never contacted me. Never sent me an email. <laughs> yeah, I did. But it just showed up one day. Like that doesn't little- surprise me, but yeah. Because I was like, these fuckers are never going to send this thing. And then I saw I got the little package in the mail, and it was I was like, what is this? And then I was like, oh, it's Sony's just not big on communication. <laughs> but I will tell you this, uh-huh. you know, for almost spending twenty bucks on like some weird like a third party brand off of Amazon just to have it, it's it's kind of nice to get one with that nice PlayStation logo on it. You know, it's official. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. There's something you know, about that like first party is, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's official. I almost feel like Astrobot should have a fucking update. Scan this in. <laughs> I think it came late, but I, I mean, think if they ask me, I I'll, think they I'll need I'll a little for it. But yeah, I think they need to scan that in. PS4 VR uh, camera adapter. <laughs> Put that in there. Uh, I have not hooked that VR back up, um, but I want to. So I just need to look. I d- I just need to look on. Uh, <clears throat> Make sure how to hook it up correctly again, mm-hmm. you know, because the PS4, you know, you, you know, you could use any USB you wanted to plug the shit into. Right. But uh, I know on the five at the back ones, I think are the ones you have to use. You can't use that front one for much except for the controller. 
Yeah. So um, I just got to look it up. Because it's power only. Yeah. Yes. So I want to get that all hooked up. Uh, And then the other thing, um, I didn't play much. I didn't play much Returnal, right? Not that I fell off of it. I just, I don't know. I'd play around here and there. Um, Astrobot, I got all the uh, all the uh, artifacts and the puzzle pieces. Made sure I did that. That's good. That was fun. Yeah, that so was a would great... you consider yourself completed on Astrobot? Yeah, I'm not going back to get okay. all the little okay. minutia trophies. You know what I mean? Most of the trophies are like, do this funny thing in this level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I did them all. I'm not saying one should. It didn't. You know what I wish it there was one I'm for, Drag out the experience, but anyway. Uh, there's one level where you see uh, Cloud's uh, sword. Mm-hmm. His Final yes. Fantasy sword stuck in the ground. And if you hit it, it flips in the air. And, like, if you keep hitting it, it won't touch the ground. You can keep, like, spinning it in the air. And I almost felt like there should be a trophy attached to that. I kept doing it for a while to see just because in my head I was like, this feels like something you'd get, like, you know, juggle it 10 times or something. It felt like that would be an Astrobot trophy, but it was not. Unless it is one, Fred. You could do it 100 times. Really? But, um, so still fooling around with my PS5, and then it happened, Fred. Okay. And it happened. I started. Earnestly started Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Wow, okay. I didn't expect and, that. And uh, uh, yeah, so the the few days I've been home from work, I have uh, pretty much played it morning to night. Wow, you've been playing Sucker Punch's masterpiece forever. <clears throat> mm. It is uh that's my cup of tea, Fred. That is uh that's good to hear. I, I mean, uh, I can't. I stop have playing the director's it. cut, like not just yeah. as part of PlayStation Extra, like a schmuck. Over the summer, I bought the PS5 director's cut. Um, hmm. Before I knew it was yeah. going to Extra, um, and actually, I've book? been watching um, Huey, the guy who plays Huey on The Boys. Mm-hmm. He's been okay. playing it, and he's been tweeting about oh. it a lot. And oh, I boy. don't follow him, but somehow his ass ends up on my. Uh, timeline mm. a lot. So somebody I know <clears throat> must like him a lot. But anyway, yeah. Yes, well, you know that game looked some, always looked very intriguing to me. Some things click with me, right? And uh, you know, I'm at an age where it's like in my time, it's like some like a hundred percent of the game has to click with me, or I will lose interest. Very easily. I mean, look at Cyberpunk. Not saying I'm never going Cyberpunk, but for Cyberpunk, it was 50%, right? It was like the world was what I loved. Like, I I thought that was amazing. But the minutia of the guns in the tech trees and all that shit was not for me. No, it wasn't. Like, it always, I, I, like the, the upgrades to your body and stuff, I never did any of them. Like, I just didn't care. So I did I'm a like, bunch it, of the upgrades, but I see your point. I don't want to get, yeah, get lost in a diatribe right. about Cyberpunk, but I see your point, yes. It just wasn't my thing. Like, I didn't care about it. And, you know, and if the game, that game takes a turn where I have to care about it in order to get to the end, like, it's like, ugh. So I fall off of stuff. 
very yeah, easily. I think I can safely tell you that's not the case, but that does Good. not mean there are not other <laughs> factors as to why you haven't touched Cyberpunk in a while. Um, I mean, sometimes it's the same way of Assassin's Creed games. You know, I do yeah. it for so long, yeah. and then the the carrot on the end of the stick isn't there. So it's well, like we'll I lose interest. In a minute. Yeah. 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 Um, but this game, mm-hmm. this game, story-wise, uh-huh. environment-wise, like the setting, combat-wise, and like how you upgrade, like the it from every aspect, um, I it's in my wheelhouse. Nothing is out of your grasp. Like there isn't mm-hmm. a time where you're like, well, I don't understand this. I'll just learn it later. Like everything's laid out. Um, the combat isn't hard to learn, but it's very effective and very, very good at making you feel like a badass. You know what I mean? Yes, um, because every um, every time I've watched demos of that game or like like random runs for short periods of time. Mm-hmm. The guy always look. The character you're playing always look mm-hmm. like a badass. Like, mm-hmm. and I know that's not full control of the character, but you might be able to um, like dial in, you know, the choreography. I guess I would say, but it's not directly, you know, one to one. Um, I mean, it's pretty close. <laughs> really? Okay. So uh, everything go. from put everything from putting your sword away after you fuck someone up. It's up to you, you know what I mean? Yeah, didn't he have that move where he could, like, shake the blood off and wipe it off or something? Um, he does it differently. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, depend. he has a few different ones he does, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I tweeted a picture of my guy today, earlier. How did I, was I miss playing around with You the- didn't miss mine. How did I miss yours? But anyway. You always miss mine. You don't see mine. <laughs> That's not true. But you can look my guy up. He's, he's the last thing I tweeted today. I'm um, because I was just fooling around with the photo editor there. I got these nice, like ivory blade sheaths, and then oh, I go, I found some white yeah. white dye. I found some white dye, and then I had the the big, you know, it's like a white thief's mask underneath that big this hat. Is the most trees ass character I've seen in a long time. Look at this fucking cape flapping, right? Flapping after I fuck some stuff up. Everything um, from that hat. To the gi, to the... Yeah, that's you. That's oh, yeah. you 100%. Awesome. Um, I love those hats. The straw hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a bunch of them. Different ones that cover your face in different ways. I just love the look of them. You know? Um, Trees successfully found the hybrid between Raiden's hat <laughs> and my people's sombreros. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, go. That's right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so it's an open world game. I think everybody knows, you know, think of an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, it's like an Assassin's Creed game, but in my opinion, all the, all the junk taken out, all the fat taken out, you know, so, so far I've played a lot of it, um, you know, and you play Jin, so you don't like make a character. You play a, a specific dude. His name's mm-hmm. Jin, and he's the. I don't know if he's a next lord or whatever. Like his uncle is like, the the man, and you're right under him. And then the mongrel, the uh, Mongols attack. 
invade Toshima Island, which is where this mm-hmm. takes place. And um, all the samurai get wiped out, except for you. you and go. you're not Tom yeah. Cruise. So you just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but you and, believe and, in Scientology, so it's going to be so, okay. That's right. So much like <laughs> a type of Assassin's Creed type game, it's like you against the world, but as you... Yeah, but you said do little missions fat, like trim the fat as there's in a hundred million icons on an Assassin's right, Creed game. Right. And there's a lot of icons on this game, right? Okay. Um I feel the story in the characters, mm-hmm. and even when I'm hitting just like there's a question marks on the map, which is like you get a go over to him to see what what what's up um and same thing there's 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 quest givers everywhere and but i feel that even the dumb little quests everything's this common goal right this common theme of these invaders are on our island and it's affecting everything right mm-hmm. even now to these little quests everything is like these motherfuckers <laughs> are blocking this bridge these motherfuckers yeah. Stole all our rice and we're all starving. Can you help us? Every little mission I do, I feel connected to the story still. Oh, Not just cool. like, hey, go kill us some pigs and bring us back this. Can you go get these flowers and bring me back this? No, every single thing. Whereas Assassin's Creed, you'll be doing some weird shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And, you know, and I think because this game's isolated to this one little condensed place with this story was whereas Assassin's Creed tries to skate this weird line of like this broad open history Mm -hmm. and stuff has to happen within this story but also you know it's like whereas this is like everything pertains this one thing going on right so that's what I mean where it it trims the fat it's like they definitely streamlined it yeah if I'm I'm running over here to this little house where this woman needs me, it's not uh, so I can get berries to help her make a, a pie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yes. It's it's like a you know to an ends. Yes. Um. So I like doing all those little things, and then also there's the main quest, the story driven quests. And those are like, just like your Grand Theft Autos and stuff. There's always like main characters that you have to revisit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like is they have a number above them. So it'll be like, so, you know, it'll be like so-and-so's quest one of nine. So, you know, that quest line is like nine story beats, you know, and when you get to the end of them and they all give you something, right. One's like a, a bow master. So, you know, when you, do his missions, you're getting more upgrades and different bow thing. You know what I mean? Um, I do. So it was funny today because <clears throat> you're working up to free your your uncle because he got he gets captured. So that's like chapter one is you know just like all these games, doing all these missions and scouring this little part of Tsushima Island. Um, and you're gearing up to break him out. So you kind of get getting the troops together, right? You're recruiting all these different rogue uh, friends and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> then I'm like, I do the mission, right? It ends. And it's like chapter two. And I did not realize that it opened up a part of the map, the top part of the map, that was like three times bigger than what I had been doing down below. <laughs> right. In my yeah. I don't know why I was thinking um, the map I was on was like the whole map. I and it made that mistake in my game, as we'll get to soon. Yeah. But that's actually, I get why you're criticizing yourself for that, but that's actually way easier to do than I think people acknowledge. And um, yeah. that doesn't, uh, so let me tell you what I'm reading into this whole thing. For better or worse, I just want to say this up front. Like, I've been discouraged from playing <clears throat> Ghost of Tsushima. Not, uh, to be clear, not by gamers not by the internet, not in any way, shape, or form by, like, reviews or anything like that. I, I, there was something about it that said, I can wait. Like, not to pass on it. Like, I literally have a disc copy of this game on PS5. So it wasn't something I wanted to pass up. But it was something that, like, I felt like I could take my time and do when I wanted to. And it's funny because you are now the second person, Jacob former co-host of mine, um, being the first to go like, this game's quite remarkable. Like this game has a lot to be impressed with. And so anyway, that said, yeah, like I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that, I guess is what I would say. Um, so, the combat, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's it's you know sword play. Um, of course, you get all the the usual little things, little like knives you can throw, or you, little smoke bombs or um, sticky bombs, like the, like the open world fair of like you know all your little tools, little bow and arrows. Is there's there's hunting in it, but not really. So <clears throat> there's places you upgrade your weapons of just like anything else. You got to collect stuff, but it's not too crazy. When you're on the world, you just run by plants and you pick up bamboo and shit. And uh, that's how you upgrade your your clothes and stuff, your armor. But there's one guy that will make pouches for you, right? Just like a Far Cry to like upgrade your capacity of your like your little ammo packs um, and you need hides for those. Um, but there's animals running around, but you don't, you only get hides from predators. So like you could shoot a deer, but you won't get anything. Right. There's a very and select few things that give you research. There's like, so far to me, it's been like the enemy. There's like a bear. I've run into bears once in a while. Um, there's like wild pigs. And then there's like the enemies have like these big furry dogs, like these big husky dogs that you okay. can't get hides from. Um, and the game lets you know they're in the area. Like, you almost get an alert like it's an enemy. Okay. You know, so you're usually riding, and all of a sudden, yeah. your, your shit will vibrate. It'll be like an enemy because <laughs> they attack you. Um, so, basically, that's all you have to do is to find them. You just ride around eventually. So, like, nothing's, like, out of your way. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's the upgrade tree, of course, with, you know, different techniques, different you get four different stances you unlock eventually. Um, 
one stance is for like shielded people one stance is better against spears one is for swords and one's better for oh, brutes stance counter stance um, stuff yeah it sounds like a lot but it is not okay it's you pull down the right trigger and you just hit a button to switch a stance on the fly so it's it's very easy when you're fighting and they're not hard to memorize you know what I mean? That's good. Um, yeah. Now, in within those stances, each one has its own moves you can upgrade, but it really only really consists of hitting the X button so many times, and they do different combos. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So nothing, nothing is like really bonkers. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. So, and the fighting is just fun. It, it's real simple parrying. If you do mm-hmm. a parry, you leave you you know they open up and you just slice them. There's you can creep around like Assassin's Creed if you want, uh, just mark people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fun dynamic in the game though because as a samurai, it's dishonorable to do that. Like right. um, they make you know it's drilled in pretty early in the game that um, samurai this it's you know. It's, it's a disgrace. You know, you shame yourself by not looking the enemy in the eye and shit. Right. And early on, you meet a woman thief, and she teaches you how to use the bow and arrow. She gives you a bow and arrow. And um, he's kind of disgusted with her at first because he's like, oh, you're a thief. And she's like, hey, if you want to get shit done, you can get shit done. You know what I mean? Everyone's, like, I don't know. You be a little picky and choosy here, buddy. <laughs> picky and choosy. So you, you learn to do all this stuff. And – um you know, they make a point of saying it all the time. That's not the way of the samurai. And when you kind of run to your uncle again, he sort of says, you know, you did what you had to do, but now that's kind of frowned upon. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that's a big story beat that will probably come in to the end because a lot of missions, you know, they encourage you to stealth in some of them. So it's not like, <laughs> like they know you're going to do it. Right. So I'm assuming that fact is into this story as him as a samurai, you know, which is interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fighting is is pretty, pretty fucking awesome. Because if you you can just stand there like a badass with your straw hat and just wait for them to come in and just fuck people up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it looks, it looks great. And then like my favorite is like sometimes they're still fucking crawling on the ground. So you'll finish a battle, <laughs> and then like you hear moaning, <laughs> and you just you just walk slow. And there's one dude crawling on the ground, and in the button prompt will say "end end suffering." There you go. Yes, and that you was just, what I was wondering. You, yeah, and you yeah. just do the quick little sword and flip. Yep, stab, flip. You just go and through you like a badass, back. just finishing everyone off. Yeah, it's it's pretty dope. Um, the other thing I like, and I don't think I can ever go back to anything different in okay. an open world game. They don't have, so they have a map, but they don't have like a, um, what would you call it? Like a, let's say GPS, because that sounds silly, but the way you find your way around. So like in Assassin's Creed, right? It would draw a line on the map. You know what I mean? Like, yes. oop, this is how you get there. Go this way. Look at the map. Um, GTA, same thing. GTA would have the actual like GPS yes. stuff, like you're yes. talking about. Um, um, yeah, and I, I I forget with Assassin's Creed, but there was definitely <clears throat> waypoints that would get you there. 
Yeah. Um, this game, you just pick a plot, plot, uh, place on the map, and the wind blows mm. in that direction. And you swipe up on the, the sensor pad whenever you want the wind to blow. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you get around. That's how you know like which direction you have to go in. And it's like, that's all I want now. Like, I don't have to look at the map. Like, at the top, it tells me how far I am from something. And just you just swipe up and the wind blows, and you're like, go in that direction. If you're on a road, the wind goes the direction of the road that you're on. So, like, if you're riding st- straight down a road and you swipe up and the wind's blowing with you because you're going. But say the road turns, and that's the way you have to go. If you swipe up again, the wind's blowing down that road. So it's pretty it's pretty clever right. and not in your face. Like, it, you, like you don't have to stop the game once you pick a spot on the map. Like you don't have to stop to keep looking where – am I okay. off track? Am I, you, just, you just can be in the game. And once you complete something, you can fast travel to it no matter what it is. It's not like specific fast travel. Anything you complete, you can fast travel to. So once you start covering the map, you can pop around pretty quick. Uh, anyway, and you have a horse, of course, that you horse, of course, of course, it's a horse <laughs> um, that you can whistle for and hop on, right, and ride around. Um, yeah, there's so many things in this game that are effortless, mm-hmm. opposed to feeling like a chore. Which I'm sure you can speak on <laughs> some of the old playing Assassin's Creed because sometimes Assassin's Creed can feel like a chore. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. And I think I started playing it in Japanese because I really wanted like to stay in that tone. Um, but they were talking way too fast, man, for me to, especially with a fi- with a five year old hanging around uh-huh. me here and there and talking and calling me. I was like, I need the subtitles on, and then uh. Well, I mean, my wife English, is I mean, half deaf, so we have the subtitles on in our house 100%. I mean, subtitles, so I, mean, I meant, I meant, yeah, I had to switch it to the English, but even the English. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Good. Like, I had it on Japanese with subtitles, but when you have a house of people chirping at you mm-hmm. and they're talking fast up there, I'm like, yeah, no, this ain't going to fly. Just tell me what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had to put, I put on English um, voiceover. There you go. <clears throat> But they sound great. It sounds still sounds great. Um, and also, there's so many little toggles for like quality of life shit that I turned on because I'm like, ain't having it. I'm enjoying this shit. Fucking auto aim, fucking generous. Boom. Fucking this, that, turn that on. Yep. Put that on. I don't think I'm on easy or nothing. I think it's on a default difficulty. Yeah, I do believe um, that is the case. Yeah. But. Fuck yeah! I turned on some assists, you know, and I'm having a ball, <laughs> having a ball. So, well, that's the point, though, right? Like, kind of like you said at the beginning of this, like, mm-hmm. the point is just to enjoy the game, like whatever that definition is nowadays. Like, that's in yeah. the eyes of the beholder. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, those, the other thing I like is I don't mean to talk too much on it, but um. You know, like in Zelda, you get so many heart draws, you upgrade a heart. So, <clears throat> you know, like many games. Yeah. Uh, so 
this has that too, right? They have like a few different ones. They have like Fox Dens that when you do it, um, if you upgrade them enough, you unlock extra slots for charms. Charms are like just extra buffs. You know what I mean? Okay. Because you collect charms all over the place. It's like, oh, if you equip this charm, you know, you'll heal faster from sure. a fucking blah, blah, blah. And there's all ty- there's tons of them. This one, every time you kill an enemy, you'll get some health back, shit like that. And you only set out with two slots. And when you pray these fox dens, you you can get more of them. There's a bamboo cutting, which is basically like a mini game where it's like uh, you got to almost like Simon says, you got to memorize a button press and then they take it off the screen and you got to remember it. Mm-hmm. And then you cut through like pieces of bamboo. And when you do those, you get extra, basically like a health jar, you know, um, their version. I think they call it resilience. Um, <clears throat> there's also hot springs that you find. And when you rest in them, your maximum health goes up. You find those. And and there's some other little ones. But the way you find them, I mean, you can run across them by accident. But say you're just cruising somewhere. All of a sudden, you'll see a a yellow bird. Uh (laughs) Just fly. You you hear them. And they lead you to hidden points. So if you're just cruising, you see a yellow bird. Uh You just follow it. And they'll lead you to like a hot spring. Uh, you find a fox, you got to chase him, and uh, not like you can lose him. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this, this thing where they're like, oh, this fucking thing, I got to do it again. No, they stay with you. You just got to follow them to where they're going. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, though. Like they they put shit like that in there without aggravation. You know? Yeah, which I think we'll both agree is a good move. Yeah, it's a good move. Yeah. So. Um, you're making me want to play this game is yeah. where I'm just in so, case you're wondering, I know I've been kind of quiet at times, mm-hmm. but I'm listening intently and yeah. But, but just, if you think like, okay, I'm going from here to there, right. And I'm not uh-huh. doing anything but following the wind. There's nothing on my screen. I'm following the wind. Oh, there's a yellow bird hovering above me. Let me I'm going to follow him. He's going to bring me to a hot spring or bring me to somewhere. Sometimes they bring you to a mission giver. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but my point is, then you follow that bird and you get somewhere effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No fucking menus, no constantly flipping on a map, not a mini map, nothing. It was all sort of organic, you know? Yeah. Just environmental cues. Yeah. And it was like, it doesn't take you out of it. And uh, so, anyways, that was only from like three days of playing from morning to night been playing this fucking thing. <laughs> but look at you saw him. You Sounds saw like my guy. You don't guy. like it at all. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I'm into it, man. I mean, you saw my dude. He's badass. He, your dude <laughs> is badass, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know you could customize the look of the character. It does not surprise me, and it makes perfect sense, especially knowing Sucker Punch. But mm-hmm. that said, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I have like. Um, Four armor sets, right? I have the one he's wearing in that pitch is a Traveler's, I think. And basically what that set does is <clears throat> um, there's artifacts you can find out in the world and your controller vibrates when you're near one. And as you upgrade the Traveler's armor, that vibrate like can detect further away. And there's a fog of war on the map, so you uncover as you move. And when you wear that, that armor... Uh, more of the area gets uncovered. 
There is the Ronin set, Ronin set I have, which is like mm-hmm. the classic, like almost like uh, gown sorta with the with the straw hat, um, kind of like Lone Wolf and Cub sorta. Yeah. Um, that is stealth. Like if you have that equipped, you know, Todd Fandomies to detect you, shit like that. There's the actual samurai armor um, that's like tough, like you know, defense on it and shit. There's one I don't have, which is I have it, but I've never worn it because I just think it's ugly. I forget what it's called, but that's all has to do with like um, your arrow proficiency, like you know, aim, and when you wear it, like you know, it's better for if you're an archer. Um, and then all of those you can upgrade, and you can also find die makers. Okay. So you can change the colors and customize them. Um, you know, and you can mix them at yeah. hats and masks and all that shit. And, of course, you find um, – I mean, all that other stuff and, was non-spec related, but here's yeah. the spec related stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, But all your, all your swords and shit, you find all the color – different color patterns out in the world. So mm-hmm. you can customize all that. And there's like three armor sets I don't have un- unlocked yet. So I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> you know, see what those look yeah, like. Very much so. But anyways, I am sure you'll hear more about this next week because it's probably all I'm gonna play. I mean, week. this is awesome news because like Ghost of Tsushima is one of those games that like everyone is told to play, but like very few people play, I think, in my opinion. Uh, and I think that the fact that it's on extra is good news. I personally own it, but like Mm-hmm. I've only needed an excuse, and as we'll get to soon, it's it's gonna be necessary soon to have something else to go to. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, so, it's good stuff, man. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's good stuff. Have you been playing anything else? You've hinted no, <laughs> but I want to make sure. Uh, no. When I was when I was laid up, I did like turn my switch on. Okay. But I don't think I actually I don't think I actually I think I went in the store and looked around and then oh, I didn't I actually played uh, that game. That game's my yeah, favorite. Yeah. And then Get I don't think the I store, actually played it. Buy anything. nothing, maybe download something that I have for free and then go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 See if a Frogun was in there. Ooh. Just some Frogun. But no. Not yet. Nothing in there. Not yet. Nothing in there. In due time. But um mm-hmm. All right. Well, first and foremost, um, jumping into me, uh, I wanted to mention I've beaten Prey, or Prey, Stray, Stray, Prey Prey is the the Predator movie, Uh, but uh, (laughs) but yes, I completed Stray, so you were right, I was near the end, although I will say Mm -hmm. that that... uh, not to get too deep into it, uh, so this is going to be not spoilerific, but I'm sure somebody could find a definition where I'm giving mild spoilers here. Um, that big city at the end, uh, you can tell that's where they started development. That's where they. That's the main hub. It's where they built it. It's longer than everything else. It's more complicated than everything else. Um, but yeah, yeah, play that game to its completion. It's Fine. Mm. The game was fine. I'm glad I played it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think all the praise it's been getting is like because the internet loves cats. Like they love cats, which is fine. Also, I think like mm-hmm. I'm not really criticizing that. I'm allergic this to cats, game- so I can't have a cat around me. But I find them to be incredibly cute animals. If, so if this game was called Pest and it was like a rat, probably <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be getting the same. <laughs> Same well, so here's my here's my thing. Here's my thing with it. It's like Cat is the high school cheerleader, right? Like she's already hot and popular. Like so doesn't need any help. Uh and here's where I run into mild issues, but I don't have any good examples, so I'm just going to identify them and move on is that I've seen a lot of people giving Stray a lot of praise, and then the people who are taking the time to criticize it, and you've played through it. Like, there's... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dwell on it. I, I didn't think it through, but, like, if I wanted to sit here and make a list of things I could criticize about Stray, there's definitely plenty of them. One of the easiest ones is just being able to find where the fuck you're supposed to go next or what the fuck you're supposed to do next. But... Like, they say what you're supposed to do, but it's not very Mm -hmm. clear sometimes. But all that said, like, it seems like people are pretty hard on those that are critical of Stray. I just like to remind the internet, like, it's okay. You don't have to love cats in this world. Um, What I think is surprising is, and kind of to the end of this discussion, is I don't think stray is doing anything new i think it is doing a great job at capturing what it's like to be a cat which i have no frame of reference for Mm -hmm. but it's not doing anything new the cat thing might be the newest part of it and they did great detail like there is no part of that game even later on when the cat's doing some dope ass shit with a backpack like there's no part of that game where i'm like Oh, okay, cats can't do that. I'm like, mm-hmm. a cat could do that. <laughs> and so it was cute. It was amusing. I'm very glad I didn't buy it. Um, it was mm, definitely a better yeah. option to play it on extra. Um, and I do yeah. think the internet has overhyped it a little bit more than it needs to be. But if, as a person who doesn't like point and click games, if you're missing the old school like platform adventure game, this definitely mm-hmm. has it in spades. And if you're a cat lover, it's going to be hard to say don't do this because there mm-hmm. are so many cute mannerisms that the cat encapsulates in this game that I agree with. But at the end of the day, it's a game. I Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I had no issues with it except for just being... But see, I also like the, um, the setting. I found it fascinating. Sure. Yes. And I did so like that. So that carried a lot of it. Um, and that I like that it was on hard. a couch in the big neon city. I slept mm-hmm. on his chest for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the drunk robot I was talking about? Yes, I did. Whack. Yeah, it's part it's of the wacky campaign. man. Yeah. Where, so wacky. That's how you sneak into the hat shop. But yeah, mm. he was all fucked but up it's... in the back room. And it was crazy too, because this game does that procedural shit. Where, like, I had already explored that back room and there was no one there. But, yeah, once I had engaged and tried to get into the hat store Mm -hmm. to get my hat that I need, um, then it it went there. But, 
Yeah, no, I, I thought it did a good job with most of that stuff, um, and especially, yeah, the drunk guy who's not supposed to be drunk and things like that. But, yeah. um, but all in all, yeah, yeah, I th- I thought it was very well executed in that regard. Um, I just I, there was only one misstep in my my opinion. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> spoiler, people listening, you mentioned something near the end, so if you don't want to hear anything about stray, just. Skip five seconds. Uh, very, very end, Fred. Uh, oh, it would have been, would have made my day if he just, if his old friends were there to greet him when he left. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's the only yes. thing missing. Yes. If his old his old tribe was there when he got out and they took off together, I would have been like perfect. Do perfect. You the end of um, near the end of Arkham Asylum, Batman. There's mm-hmm. a scene where you're going to go confront the Joker and a bunch of his henchmen are out there with party hats on and they're like blowing off confetti and stuff like that. Do you remember that scene? Sounds familiar. You can beat the shit out of him or you can just leave him be. But there's a bunch of henchmen just like celebrating the fact that you got to the Joker. And I would have <laughs> loved to see a welcoming party like that with all your cat friends. Which... Mm. Everybody says friends. Am I the only people? Am I the only person who thought that was his like brothers and sisters? And Could have been. Yeah, right. Like I totally thought that was family. Like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Um, but I, I think we talked about it last week when I I touched on the ending, mm-hmm. where I said it, it's to me it was perfect though. Where it didn't. It's exactly uh, what you set out to do. It didn't explain. It was like, this was your object of the game, and you accomplished it. Yes. Fuck off. Absolutely. See you next time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But I... nothing too deep there. But even the the very, very last place you're sort of in getting it done kind of looks like an airport. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I don't know what it's Cyber City, whatever. No, uh, past them from Mario Brothers, but yeah, well, Pat, yeah, like past the Neon City when you oh, get into the actual control yes. area, post train, it sort of looks yes. like a sterile, uh-huh. looks like a sterile airport, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's just fa- like all that's You're in janitor to town at that point. <laughs> well, because that's my point is those robots are there, but they're still in worker mode, yeah. Whereas the other robots have like evolved, but these people. If you if you take the timeline for what they're saying, like mm-hmm. these motherfuckers have been sweeping this little airport place yeah. for centuries. Yep, because nothing's getting dirty because they're fucking robots. But they were like, where the elite could drop off. Yeah, they're not. They weren't sentient. They were like, come again, yep. close. Yes. You know, they were like, <laughs> I don't. I found they didn't have to all adapt. That, <laughs> I found all that stuff super fascinating, and I kind of like that it wasn't answered like they they touch on shit in journals and stuff but as deep as it gets is just like oh maybe they're acting like people but that's it by and large they let you come to your own conclusions shall we say so you know i think story-wise like i don't think a lot of games do that anymore a lot of games like beat you over the fucking head um which like too much in-depth analysis and stuff so I really dug that this had a really unique, like sort of fleshed out world, but yet didn't really tell you how it came to be or where it's going. Like, are they really 
leaving? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, they, that's an excellent <laughs> like, What are point. they doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, because where these robots are now is basically has what they need. Nothing on the outside for oh, yeah. them. So where the fuck are they going? Like, um, this ruse could keep going for quite some time if it wanted to. It, yeah. There was another um, robot that I found fascinating. I'd like to see his story. But you find, like, one that's, like, dead, I guess. He's broken or whatever. But he had been, like, fishing. Oh, right. <laughs> in, yeah. like, this yeah. nuclear, like, this wastewater. But I'm like, why is he fishing? He's a robot. He's just fishing. <laughs> like a fisherman. Because, yeah, and that, they say, like, they don't give too much info but they were like they started emulating the humans right like yeah this they have a pretty class much society the and they're robots like they don't care that's, that's like the extent of like <laughs> that shit but um yeah i don't i like stray but like you said i'm glad i didn't pay for it and that sounds terrible but you're sort of paying for it when you're paying for your oh no subscription yeah, services my, so my whole thing is like if you have playstation plus right now and you want to try stray which you have mm-hmm every reason to um go see what your upgrade cost is i bet it's lower than the cost of stray and i think it's a one and done kind of game at the risk of being yeah dismissive and so do it because there there are no the best trade-off there are no branching paths in stray um there's not another version if i was yeah you know if i was a 23 year old uh night working trees like i was in a I bought Stray for 30 bucks. I would have turned Stray inside out within like two days. Oh, you yeah. know? So. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, there's, you know, fun little ride. But, you know, again, I missed like two memories. And I'm I, not going back to get I missed them. three. And um, I said, nope, not going to do it. Fuck it. Not going to do it. Yeah. So. Interesting, though. Interesting game. Yeah. Wasn't bad. Wasn't the greatest thing I ever played. But it definitely was one of the more interesting games I've played. You know what it felt like was a Summer of Arcade game, which was actually an Xbox thing. But like, yeah, it felt very much like, here's a Summer of Arcade. You should Mm -hmm. try this out. So Unique. It would be fun to see that world again, but I don't know how you would, you know, revisit that. But yeah, it was a cool world. Um, Then next up, uh, let me go with a, uh, so this is, uh, Bright Memory Infinite. So, do you know this game at all? Bright? No, I seen you tweet about it though. Yeah. Right? Was so, that you this week that I saw you that tweet? That was me. See, yeah. I see. See, I see your tweets. Right. So, um, <laughs> little dig. Take a little dig there. Passive aggressive yeah, dig. I deserve that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Bright Memory uh, Infinite was at the Xbox Series X press conference it was one of the first games in fact i think it was the first game they showed off it's a combination first person shooter with some um, melee like katana action and it has full like ray tracing and reflections and stuff like that and that was a big show-off piece back when the series x came out Um, at that time it was on pc and i have a rtx 2080 which has ray tracing hardware in it Um, not the strongest but it has some and um, I, you had the opportunity to buy Bright Memory for 10 bucks, And they mm. said, if you buy that, when Bright Memory Infinite eventually comes out, this big game we're teasing, um, you'll get it for free. So I said, okay, cool. 
and let me give it a go. And I remember playing Bright Memory, which was like an hour long, and it was a little clumsy, but it was this action-packed first-person shooter with melee elements, um, starring this hot Chinese girl, and um, there were some boss battles. And I remember playing through it, and I was like, that was a cool tech demo. And it had full hmm. ray tracing and things like that. And um, so fast forward to, uh, I don't remember, it was probably six months ago, Bright Memory Infinite hit on PC, and it was like last week it hit on Switch, PS5, and Xbox Series X and Series hmm. S. So it's not Xbox One or PS4. It's just the newer consoles. Um <clears throat> And performance-wise, it's pretty straightforward. PC's the best. Xbox Series X is the second best. Then PS5, and then Switch. And you're predominantly going to get 60 frames a second. Uh, you can even turn on ray tracing and get that. And then there is mm -hmm. 120 frames a second mode. I played on PC. So I turned the ray tracing all the way up. I turned the graphics options, like resolution and everything like that, pretty far down. I initiated DLSS and I said, do the best you can. And I had a pretty stable 90 frames a second, which is good. <laughs> okay. And trees, this game yeah. is just fucking like, if you like that, just hardcore action packed last action hero, like ridiculous it, shooter plus melee elements. This game does not. Amazing. Disappoint. Yes. The screenshots sort of look fake to me. Right? They it, look so good. It, and it it is as good as it looks. And it is smooth. It is buttery smooth on everything you'll play it on. And wow. I sure. loved it. it, it Are these so included? Huh? Or uh, I'm seeing a lot of looks like uh, scantily clad costume packs. Are these included? Or are these no, uh, you buy things you unlock? I did not buy any okay. scantily clad costume packs where her ass is hanging of, out. You will yeah, rarely see her body stuff, yeah. in the whole game anyway. So, Okay. There are little scenes where she'll climb through you know, holes in the wall and stuff like that. And it switches to third person while she navigates through parts of the structure. But they're few and far between. In the yeah, entire is, probably cool. two hours it took me, I think I beat the game in an hour and 55 minutes. Oh, really? Um, yes. Oh. It's 20 bucks. Okay. Okay. So it's not expensive either, oh. but yes. Do you, yeah, but do you, I mean, it says it's coming to the, the PS5 and stuff. It's in the Xbox. It's, a, it's out. It's there it's now? Out. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's an hour and a half long? It's, that sounds it's odd. It's two hours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm. 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 So it's there. Uh, I recommend Xbox. Xbox performs a little better than PS5. Mm -hmm. Not because okay. of the hardware, just because of developers, you shitty fanboys. Um, oh, this this is just, not real. No, it's someone. Real. No, someone has a picture of it on the Switch. Like they have a Switch OLED. It is a Switch, but they took version. one of those. They took one of those high res screens and put oh, it on okay, there. Okay, yeah. Like, that I was going to say the Switch. Yeah, that is not the Switch. Visuals are very soft. Digital Foundry did a video. They're 30 frames a second. They're very huh. soft, but they did pull it off. <laughs> like, But no. Okay. You want to play this on um, trees, given your hardware, you want to play this on Series X. Mm. Um, okay. It is 
big dumb fun. It is really good. Like, if you like first-person shooters, Tom Fuckery, like, this game has you I with do. a smile, a big shit-eating grin on your face 100% of the time. It is very good. And its story goes way off the rails. Like, super stupid off-the-rails awesome. Like, mm. we're getting Fast and the Furious plot lines here. Like, it's good. It's good. It is. I I, lo- I dug it. I dug it. I played that game for two hours. I was super sad when it was over, but it has tons of replayability. I will not stop replaying this game. I assure you. It was... Bright Memory Infinite was really good. Back to the Summer of Arcade options. Like, drop the 20 bucks if you're interested in first-person shooter, high-pace, like, shooty plus melee, right? Like, it reminds me of Shadow Warrior. Like, it's it's worth it. You won't hmm. be disappointed. You may want to seriously consider checking this game out no matter where you've got it. But if you have, if you have both an Xbox and a PS5, Go the Xbox has slightly better performance, but yeah, it is a great game. Sweet through and through. I never I heard of it. Really so. hope they make it into like a full fledged game. Full fledged thing. Like it is. Like I'll give credit. Like going from Bright Memory to Bright Memory Infinite, it's mm-hmm. impressive. I, I should also point out. Uh, I probably haven't mentioned this yet. It's a single developer. So the single developer is not the only person who made the game but like your general layout your your writing your scenarios your maps your enemy spawns your mechanics those were all written by one person and then they hmm. added in the dope ass like right like special effects and right um and uh voice acting and uh music which are all great too the music, especially atmospheric as fuck. It's good. But yeah, unapolog- unapologetically, Bright Memory Infinite is a game you should play at some point. Right. I understand if people are like 20 is too much. Fine. Wait for a sale. I wouldn't hold my breath. But like, it's a great game. I'm very happy I played it. Is that a Game Pass game? It is not. Do you think it would end up there? It very well could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, so so twenty bucks a pop or Xbox gives you some money. Just, yeah, I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't hold my breath though. I don't know that it would be coming anytime soon. I would have thought this mm-hmm. would have been a day one Game Pass if they're going to do it. So they right, might not. right, right. Remember, the developer doesn't get to make those choices; the publisher does. So, yeah. but we'll see. Worth the twenty <laughs> bucks still, but. Uh, speaking of things that aren't worth it, though, uh, so Uh-oh. do you remember that game by Capcom that people thought was Dino Crisis called Exoprimal? Exoprimal. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I see that uh, everywhere. Yeah, so there's a network test going on right now that happened today. <laughs> I spent a few hours with Exoprimal. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I can't tell what I'm able to talk about, but Gersman, like, gave a lot away on this, so I'm just going to kind of go back to what he said and and build upon it. But basically you and four teammates run through cities and fucking dinosaurs show up in wide, vast array. 
and mm-hmm. you get strategic using various costumes. Basically, think of them as mechs, like Titanfall mechs, but not quite as big. Mm-hmm. And you're just fucking up some dinosaurs with these mechs. <laughs> there is not one thing I just described there that should be bad. And yet, right. I did not love playing that game. Oh, man. Yeah, I ran around. I shot a bunch of shit. It felt good. I saw numbers pop off and stuff. And then they just consistently were like, you're behind the opposing team. Okay. And then I got to the end and they were like, you're behind the opposing team. And then the round ended and they were like, you're behind the opposing team. And then they said, you suck. Here's all the people who are better than you. And you can play this or you can stop. And I played it three more times expecting a different outcome. Didn't get it. And I was like, didn't get it. And I felt (laughs) good about my performance and my teammates but I don't know. We weren't number one. So I was like, okay, this is definitely <laughs> something I don't need in my life. And I know when it comes out, they're going to charge the full born $59.99 on old school consoles, $69.99 on new consoles and PC. And I was like, why would I do that? No, I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, Capcom totally made a third person shooter where you shoot fucking dinosaurs, which should be dope. Sounds great. And it sounds awesome. It was not. It was not, but hmm. it performed well. Game looked gorgeous. It's no, so it's no, no dino trucks. <clears throat> it's no dino trucks. It should be <laughs> dino trucks, and it's not. We should be raining. <laughs> it should be raining dinos, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exo primal. Well, I like the name. More like exo failmo, right? No, anyway. Whoa. Um, Classic. Yeah, yeah, Classic was, phrase. bad. Um, <clears throat> last but not least, <clears throat> I got on a mummy kick. I've been watching Moon Knight on Disney+. Oh. Plus. Yeah, I like Moon Knight. Okay. Well, so so did you watch it through and through? Did you finish I it? I did. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I thought it was great. Um, I love Oscar Isaac. I think he is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I think to be clear, <clears throat> don't know if that show would be any good without him. No, do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't think it would. Actually, that game, that show gets so emotional mm-hmm. that has no Especially right to be that five. emotional. Yeah. over over that character. Oh yeah, that you don't know anything about. At least I don't. But he uh, he crushes the that whole Mark Spector Stephen Grant split. He yeah. crushes all of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. Well, so I've got Marvel Unlimited. So I got a little Buck Wild. Went back and read the origins of Moon Knight. He started on a werewolf comic. Did you know there was a werewolf Marvel comic? Where dude was a no. fucking werewolf and it was his tales. So Mark Spector oh. shows up. The Mark Spector character as Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. That's his first appearance in 74. And he is looking for a bounty. His job is to collect the werewolf, and he does. And he's going to get a bounty on it. Gets ten thousand bucks, and then he sees the werewolf's just a human being, just trying to make it. And these bastards want to like pillage him for his powers. And so Spectre has a change of heart and lets him free on all these investors. And this was kind of like hardcore for Marvel in '74, right? He lets this werewolf like wreck shop and fucking kill these people. Mm. Then Moon Knight in 1980-something. I want to say it was 82. 
like roughly my age, my birth year, he gets his own comic. And that's where they build the whole multiple personalities. So mm-hmm. they tell the origin, which does have him ending up in the tomb of, oh, I'm going to blank on his name. Um, Conchu. Conchu, thank you. And Conchu is like, he gets killed. And Conchu is like, do you want to live? And he goes, yes. And he goes, all right, swear yourself to me. And then his wife, who is not the same character she is in the TV show. show. She is a very big breasted. Like they go out of their way to show off her like shelf like tits. Um, Blonde. Early comics. Yeah. She is like a buxom bosoming blonde. Um, falls in love with him it's the same character though and um they get married and then they move back to new jersey and he just happens mark Spector happens to have an alter ego who is a millionaire who oh. is stephen grant which is weird because stephen grant is kind of a humble british mm-hmm. you know museum worker in the show right and then there's this third character you to like this guy trees this this guy struck me as you he was a uh, New York cabbie right. who was real mm-hmm. in touch with the city and didn't like people. Right. But he got so he'll shit be done. Season two. Yeah. I hope they, so. They showed him I at actually, the end of Oh, was he hinted at at the end of season one? Was that what I was catching there? Yeah, he was driving the car at the end. That's what that was. Okay. Yeah. He had, okay. He had a Brooklyn accent. Yes, he had a yes. New York accent. Yes. Okay. And he's throughout the whole show, they tease him. Because they'd they blank out and there'd be all these fucked up people. Yes. And they'd be like, I didn't do yeah. that. Did you do that? I didn't do that. Yeah, that <laughs> was, did that. Yes, okay. <laughs> and that was so, him. So that's his third so. alter ego. And his fourth one yes. is obviously Moon Knight. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, of note, if you have Marvel Unlimited or if you're familiar with it, there was a, there was a Moon Knight series. He kind of disappears. He has 37 issues in the 80s. I read like 10. It was fine, but it didn't hold my interest. And then um, there was an there was a series in 2014 that really dug into dark crime in New York. It predominantly was Mark Spector and Stephen Grant going mm-hmm. back and forth. It uh, signified the whole where when Mark Spector was Moon Knight, he had like the uh, the traditional Egyptian garb, whereas when Stephen Grant had it. He was British and he had like the posh, right? Like suit for mm. Moon Knight. And yes. um, it established that. And in the first six issues, there's a famous writer on it. And I'm sorry, I'm blanking on it now and I don't want to take the time to look it up. But there's a very talented writer and artist on those books. And the 2014 series goes for 17 issues. And I read all of them and they were fantastic. Like the people who pick up after the first six do a really good job, but those first six are magical. So if you have Marvel Unlimited or if you want to dig out the books, the 2014 series issues one through six specifically are fantastic and I recommend all of them. But anyway, so after all that, and then there were later ones too. There's, there's ones even closer. There's like Moon Knight continues on as a character in the Marvel universe, even in 2020. Um, but, uh, but yeah, after all that, I was like, you know, I'm in an Egyptian mood. I want to play an Egyptian game and I've never, I've loved 
Assassin's Creed, but I've never played this game. So let me jump into AC Origins. So uh, as uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, as you're probably aware, um, Assassin's Creed Origins, Valhalla, and Odyssey recently got Series X patches and PS5 mm-hmm. patches, if you've got on PlayStation, where they run at 60 frames a second at 4K upgrades, basically. Wow. Yeah. So, I know you've played Valhalla. Have you played... I think I asked you this, but I'll ask you on the show. Have you played Origins? I haven't. I haven't. I skipped that okay. one, and then I tried to play Odyssey a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I played a little bit of um, Valhalla. Okay. So, um, this t- th- obviously, this takes place a long time ago. This takes place when Cleopatra is still around she has just been dethroned as queen of um uh persia um egypt and um but this is your old school egyptian biblical right just post-biblical um assassin's creed game and it is the original home of the assassins and the main character is a persian named bayek and yes. um, you play through it. There's some animus shit going on. And uh, Bayek's wife, uh, I want to say her name is Ira or... Hold on, let me look it up real quick. Uh, AC Origins. There we go. Bayek's wife is... Is it Anuet? Amuet. Amuet. Amuet? Yeah, I think that's who it is. Hold on. Cassandra, Bayek meets Cleopatra, blah, 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 blah. Come on, just tell me who she is. This has got to be her. Or is it Aya? (laughs) Aya. It's Aya. Aya. Okay. So Bayek's wife is Aya, and she is incredible, even though I haven't played as her yet, but there's hints that I may someday. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, here, let me verify this. Their name's Aya, but yeah, anyway, um... Yep, that's her. Okay, Aya. Yeah, anyway. um, So I played through this game. I've started this game (laughs) because it's huge. That's one of the biggest things is these games are Mm -hmm. fucking huge. Overwhelming. Um, Yes, Odyssey more so than Origins. Origins is quote-unquote doable with a main campaign time of 30 hours and a completionist time of 60 hours. But when you see that map initially, you zoom out and you're yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy shit. And there is very little direction. Like, you unlock most of that map on your own. Um, but all that said, like, I like the cut of the jib. I like Bayek's character. I like what he's doing. I like what he represents. I like the 
way they show off um, like Persian times. Okay. Namely, like just society and how things act. I love that your main mode of transportation is a camel. I got a yeah, undead so, mummy camel that you saw. I saw him. So, yeah. yeah, I saw him. Yeah. So my undead mummy camel is fucking dope. I've got like this Cobra Commander yellow face mask ninja costume, <laughs> which makes me look like Scorpion, which is dope too. That is dope. Mm-hmm. And for the record, all this stuff you have unlocked, everybody does, because okay. the Ubisoft club is like done, right? So what they did was they mm-hmm. just unlocked all bonuses for everyone. So everyone gets those advantages. Um, although I bought the gold edition. I bought the gold edition when it was on sale some time ago for like 25 bucks. So I do probably have some DLC content of that nature. Um, but... Yeah, trees, like... So here's the thing with this game. It's got some great systems in it. Much like Far Cry, actually. It probably wouldn't surprise you to feel uh, to hear that Far Cry and this have a lot in common. Mm. Does that surprise you? No. Yeah, it's third person, but there is hunting. There <laughs> is crafting. Believe it or not, a majority of the things you come up against are bases where there is a leader. You're expected to kill the leader. Mm, Sounds familiar. There's a lot of guards. (laughs) Shit gets out of control fast. There's a ton of towers for you to climb. Get out of here. Did they just add this? Is this DLC? Yeah, no. No, this is... Is it the towers DLC? Yeah, no. No? No? No. Okay. No, Assassin's Creed is traditionally known for towers. Right. Well, we call them synchronization areas, yeah. right? You go up to the top and you synchronize. Yeah, yeah. It was there first. So it belongs to Assassin's Creed first. It's coming back to me, though. Okay. The more you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're making uh, the same game over and over again, Trees. That, I, that's, that probably is not new news, but it's not hiding what it is at all. <laughs> All that said, um, yeah, so I, I've played this game about 15 hours now, and I go back and forth at times because I'm like, I don't want to play these missions, but mm. the joke of it is the missions are optional side missions. None of the main mm. missions have I said, I don't want to play these missions. Actually, most of the main missions are pretty fucking dope. But if I were to venture a guess, and this wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise anyone by what I'm about to say, the B team might have been in charge of the side quests. Mm. There's a lot of like, oh, go save this person. And when you do, all of a sudden we're going to ambush 17 guys on you and they're stronger than you. And you better be better than them. And you better have techniques to get around and you better not let the person you're trying to save die in the interim. Mm. A lot of juggling, a lot of not fun, a lot of systemic shit. And this game is very Skyrim in that it's a lot of systems, right? Trying to interact with each other. And it's not always perfect, right? Like, if you see a camel fly up off into the sky, it's hilarious. (laughs) But it shouldn't surprise you. Like, I like it. Yeah. So, I'm enjoying the game. 
But I had to start establishing rules for myself mm-hmm. where I'm like, mm, we're not going to go to every question mark on the board. Right, right, And right. then it was like, we're not going to do every side quest on the board. We're sure as fuck not going to do the side quest for that fucking <clears throat> kid who shows up and has timed quests, right? Like, right. for the next 48 hours, go kill this convoy and you'll get a thousand experience points and a special box. And you don't know what's in it, but it's going to be a loot box, right? Right? Does that entice you? A little loot crate action going on? Loot, 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 box, loot box DLC. Yes. You can pay for it, too. If you want to buy loot boxes, they will sell them to you. They will sell them to you in droves if you want to buy them. I'm a bitch who doesn't buy them, but anyway. Um, the main <laughs> quests I really enjoy. I like this story. And meeting the super horny opium-smoking Cleopatra mm-hmm. and how she's trying to regain the throne, I fucking love that character. I, I really do. And Aya... I know a lot of people don't like Aya, but I, Bialek's wife, I love her. She is fantastic. She's hot. She's the earliest version of the Assassin's Guild that we know of, and she kind of indoctrinates Bayek, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this character. I think she's fantastic. I seriously do. Um, well, I, I, I've definitely honestly only heard good things about this game. Like, I remember when it came back, because mm-hmm. this was after they took, like, the two years off, or the year off. Yes. Um, after Syndicate. And, yeah. this, and this was the one that came back, and I remember everybody talked positively about it, mm-hmm. like, that it was good. I just never, for yeah. you know, these games, I just never got around to it for whatever reason. Yeah, so you to know? really quickly break it down, the game is drop-dead gorgeous. And on these new series consoles, especially with their updates, like, whether you're playing it on PS5 or Series X does not matter or series s for that matter it looks and it plays it looks gorgeous plays buttery smooth okay mm-hmm. to me there is just this game assumes you don't have anything else to play and you don't want to play anything else and i'm sure there are parts of the population where that is true and if that is true do it man you've got 60 to 75 hours of your life ahead of you to rock out every square inch of this fucking game and there are enough little touches in this game in the little side quest stuff where you're like i see what you did there that was pretty good right like Mm -hmm. it was clever you like it for the rest of us you if you start to get burnt out ask yourself am i really just fucking around with side content or am i playing the game proper Because if you're playing the game proper, I don't think you're going to have a lot of problems here. And you do have to do a mild sense of side quest stuff in order to get the experience you need to level up to the point you need to do to progress the story. But it's few and far between. By and large, you won't have to do that at all. And there's definitely no grinding. Um, But yeah. It's a really good game that I got bogged down for for a while and got discouraged because I was trying to do everything. And I do not right. think this is going to be one of those games I mean, where I'm going to do everything. 
you know, you're not alone. I mean, let's be honest. That's probably 90% of the people that fall off these games, mm-hmm. including myself, do. You just get caught up. <clears throat> well, they know because in the second area when you beat it, and they mm-hmm. kind of know people are going to 100% it because there's only like six or I think there's six side quest things in the first area and there's 10 in the second. Mm-hmm. And once you beat the second area, you think you've beaten the game. Like they do it on purpose. Like you know better because it's been so short. <laughs> right. But there are five main targets you need to take out and you take them all out by the end of like the first area, the first major area. And then you cut out of the animus. There's a side story. So they're doing the animus Desmond Miles shit like modern day you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and when you cut out to that storyline you go back in the achievement is just getting started and it's great because like the flavor text is like oh you didn't think this was the end did you right and then that's when you realize and you could see the map beforehand but maybe you just lied to yourself and didn't think it was going to go anywhere and that's where you really get to see oh n- n- no there are you have seen two out of the 40 areas that exist on this map. And I feel fairly certain you will not have to engage with all 40 areas to beat the game. You're going to get to explore this as much or as little as you want. So, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm torn. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm spending too much time on the game, but I am addicted right. to it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Right, I've got a big whole, uh, like, big rush of like, oh, just one more, oh, just one more. Right. I'm just gonna do one more. I'll be good. Um, but I'm enjoying it. But um, yeah, AC Origins is something else, uh, and I like it. But it, I get where people are saying it's not like traditional Assassin's Creed stuff. So I loved and played every Assassin's Creed game up to this point, and this definitely diverges heavily from the formula. But at the and end of the day, change is a good thing sometimes. You know? Sure, sure. They made it looty. They made it very RPG-esque. Like lots of, you're really interested in loot. You're really interested in gear. You're really interested in XP, right? Like risk and reward kind of stuff. But at the mm. end of the day, Trees, you're crawling around on shit. You're scaling walls. You're hiding. You've mm. got a secret blade where you slash yep. people's throats. And there's a pretty good chance that a majority of your time, you're going to be sneaking into an area, getting above somebody, pressing the Y button and assassinating them. And then having a long drawn out cutscene where you whip out a feather and collect their blood, right? Like mm. that's that Assassin's Creed thing, right? Like that's what it is through and through. Um, I enjoy it. I'm tempted to get into something else to have like a secondary game. Yeah. But I enjoy it. Yeah. And that's what I was saying about uh, Ghosts was like I'm not being burned out by all the side quests because I feel they all contribute to to my character and my story. Like I I always that about that game specifically. Because everything you do, you get this these honor points or whatever, these legend points. So mm-hmm. like <clears throat> you get your skill points, but also like kind of levels up your dude. Um, you know, like the legend grows. You know, you go from like some capabilities, yeah. Lonely samurai to the ghost of you know, you get different mm-hmm. levels of like infamy. And so 
Do you at least have yeah, that you dope fucking face mask from the beginning? Um, I have a bunch of those masks. Oh, that's like those better. demon masks, yeah, but I don't yeah, like that yeah. stuff. What? I just have a regular thief scarf. I don't like those masks. I like to see my guy a little bit. So he has like a thief's mask and that big hat, but you can see his eyes and shit. I don't like those masks. Now those I'm curious weird... as to which Bayek costume you would pick, because my guy's all completely covered with a fucking cobra head over his face. I don't I I don't like helmets. Yeah. Like, because I have those dope big samurai helmets with uh-huh. the big, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have those. those I just don't yeah. like them. I bet you got this obnoxious big old, yeah. I, yeah, I like my guys looking a little scrappy. A little mm-hmm. bit more scrappy, I not like... as regal, you know? I, I you know, get the samurai it. Samurai yeah. makes them look too proper. I don't like it. For what it's I mean, worth, look if you a ragged. play AC Origins, you mm-hmm. get both choices. In fact, if yeah. you've played the previous <clears throat> Assassin's Creed games, which I had, or maybe it's just mm-hmm. all unlocked now, yeah, you get all of the Assassin's costumes. I can be Altair, yeah. I can be Ezio, mm-hmm. I can be... It's See, all of them. The way I feel in my ghost game uh-huh. is like you were that samurai and you got left for dead. You were left in the mud, fucked up. You got nursed back to health and now you're learning all these different ways from different people and you... And you're, you're learning all these different techniques and you're, you're like scrapping your way up. So like, I wouldn't put that, that flashy armor on anymore. Sort of like, you know, I yeah, don't know. No, it's just how I, I no, feel. You're right. You're right. You know? um, <laughs> uh, anyways, where's the middle good. finger like face man. But anyway, um, so, <laughs> so, but yeah, like, like I said, Assassin's Creed origins, I'm going to see it through to the end. Um, mm-hmm. It does discourage me. I'm just going to be straight up. I own Odyssey and Valhalla. Um, Both of those gold editions went on sale for like 25 bucks. Same thing with Origins where I was like, eh, they're never going to get cheaper than this, right? For the game plus the season pass. And you know this about me probably at this point. Most people should. That I really like playing DLC. I would say among me and my friends, I've played more DLC than probably anyone. People are like, you play those downloadable content packs, right? Like a lot of people don't buy the season passes for stuff unless it there was like a game of the year edition or something. And I have. And so whenever there's a chance to buy those like DLC packs, I do it. Like I have Dying Light 2. I've never played it yet. But the version I bought was the uh, Steelbook edition that had the ultimate edition like season pass like and so i get the extra content when it comes out that's important to me i like playing more content especially downloadable content even if it's way down the line um Mm -hmm. so with ac i know i gotta get to level 40 i'm like level like 23 24 so I got to get a ways to go before I get to the DLC content, but I'm going to play through that game. I'm going to enjoy the DLC content, but yeah, I, I get that strong feeling. I'm going to need something in between. I've got an idea. Mm. I'm going to reveal it next episode, but anyway, through and through, I had a good time, but uh, I'll let you know with Origins. There's probably not going to be too much to update next time on Origins specifically, unless things change, but that is a Assassin's Creed-ass game. That especially if you want to check off boxes and icons, this will be that endorphin rush. And if you don't, mm-hmm. just make your own rules as to what you're going to unlock and what you're not. 
Like, and then just play the game. Don't play let this game. game burn you out because it will, and it doesn't need to. Right. But, but yeah, <laughs> but that's what I've been playing. I'm gonna say though, Primary Infinite is the highlight of this month, uh, this week. Like that was a great game. Yeah. The saddest oh, part it of it was its length. Yeah. I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. I, I never heard of it, so you know. I know you've talked about it before though. But yeah, I just don't like again, know we what it all... is. Like I had no reference to what it was, you know. And it, it it's my fault. Like I got an email that said, Hey, you've been mm. upgraded to Bright Memory Infinite and it's out now. Go play it. Well, the, I was like, eh, I got time. And most then, games don't convey what they are through a name, but that definitely gives you no idea what yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Um, so. But it is, it is, it is a power fantasy, and it's fucking good. Oh, it's so fucking good. I want to play through it again, just talking to you about it. Yeah. Yeah. Again. It's good. That game is good. That game is really good. <laughs> yeah, people should check don't, that out. Don't let me so, stop you. Yeah, yeah. You can play it all you want. <laughs> I know, right? I sh- I. You're allowed to. I do a video, but no one really fucking cares. They'll either buy it and play it or not. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. be honest. But yeah. So, all right. Well, then let's call it a night. But uh, but yeah yeah. Um, that's what I've been playing. So. Sweet. I'm always bad at the outros, so I uh-huh. guess uh, without further people ever see the end, people never see the end coming, right? And middle then all of the conversation, sudden, it's like Battletoads, like 15 seconds later, <laughs> silence <laughs> over. All right, trees. Well, uh, uh-huh. coming up here, I've got some family shit that's probably going to be fun to talk about next week. We're going Ooh. to a concert, we're taking Autumn to a concert of her choice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she wanted to go see Imagine Dragons, so pray for me. I'm going Tuesday night. Macklemore as the opener with uh, Imagine Dragons afterwards. I thought he had his 15 minutes. Yeah, so did I. Turns out he got to open for Imagine Dragons, or at least he's about to. So I'll let you know. I'm going to be sober that night. That's a hard thing for me to say. But I'm going to be sober, sister. (laughs) Can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. So we're going to do that. We're going to do some reunion shit. And uh, family, uh, we're going to Julie's 20-year reunion before our next episode. And um, some family stuff. So we're going to do that. And uh, I've got a game to talk about, but I'm not going to mention it now. I'll talk about it next week. It's going to be the surprise. So I like it. All right. Well, then, without further ado, until next week. Happy gaming. All right, later. Do it now, do it now. Day starts with a blast of feedback. Still spinning from the night that we had. In the middle where I brush my teeth back. There's three more heads and they're watching me back. Read the bread while I toast my paycheck. Well, the girl said grace a safe bet. Phone ringing, I refuse to take it. Wanna play dead, but I'm on the day shift. Stepping out into the weekly rotor. On a cheap share of seat with older. Train driver said it ain't a joke, but we're gonna be stuck till I fix the motor. Half hour in between the 
stations Start jogging when I hit the pavement Ran straight into a situation Cops said stop cause I ain't Caucasian Whole hour on an explanation Mr. Bucks and the cat was ancient I'm really now in a situation When I return to my destination I get told to collect my payment Clear the desk quick, make it vacant Now if I ever need an inspiration Right about now where I lose my patience If I ever need an inspiration Right about here's where I lose my patience